veteran, Derek Destroyer Martinez. Welcome back to another Beyond the Yard episode, episode 21. I apologize, 22. (laughs) I lost my episode numbers because so far we're almost doing this like practically almost like every week. Hopefully we could try to do every week. That'll be nice. And I cannot forget my great partner, Sebastian, also known as Cog. The virus, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing today? Hope everybody's doing great. Well, hopefully everybody's staying warm because over here in Kansas, it's pretty cold right now. It's pretty cold over here in North Carolina, too. Well, I'm just glad that we got, you know, my partner, Caution, back on the episode. So thank you, real, of being back on the show. But not only that, today we have, oh, and this man has a long introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has competed for MEBW, ESW, EBW, WCEF, WWA, ATW, BTW, O. TWF, not the good one. TBW, BWF. This man has wrestled in Michigan, Ohio, New Jersey, Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. He is reinventing legacy, ladies and gentlemen. Jack Delta. God damn, what an introduction, bro. He did <laughs> that with one breath. I am so proud. I got to give talk to you that. Thank you guys for having me. You know, I think it's been years since uh, Derek's been trying to get me on here and just randomly. You know, because he's had most of my MEVW cohorts that have uh, actually wanted to be interviewed. You know, he's had like James before, you know, he's had like Matt Thunder. He's had a few others and stuff, but he has he's yet to have me. And I'm the only person from MEVW still yarding to this day. So that is crazy. And I'm glad that I get to be here for the interview, too, because I've been wanting to talk to you for a little bit. And that's yeah, so, I'm, just, I'm just glad that, I, you know, I was able to, like, manage that. So, good. Thank you guys for helping me make exactly. this happen. Effort Thank you for a legend. This is going to be a very long interview, I'll tell you that right now. Because I uh, this is the first uh, opportunity I've had to be interviewed like this. I've uh, tried setting up interviews with a bunch of different people, but their podcasts usually don't go through. True. You know? Yeah, but you have a platform, and... Uh, you let a lot of different people tell their stories, and it's not, it's nice to hear, Derek. Oh, for sure. I mean, everybody like has a story. Like any like person that's done yarding, like has so much. It's like an iceberg, you know. Like sure, you might see the wrestler, but you don't know what this wrestler has gone through, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, boy, howdy! Have I been through? <laughs> I've been through a lot, man. I've been doing backyard wrestling for five years now. Five years. Somewhat as me. That's I think I've done it like six years plus. Like I think like just six years, but yeah, damn. We're getting old. <laughs> five five yeah. years and all those companies. That that was that's a lot of company. Like you have you have moved so far in five years. Well, like, so that's due to two things. That's due to number one. Um, I was very, very lucky. I and I'll admit that, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people start when when they do their backyard wrestling. Um Usually, uh, I'll say this now, there's probably one to about three or four guys that really care about their company. You know, I'm sure you guys can relate. Like, Efren, like, I I know you work your ass off trying to make ACW important, but Mm -hmm. you're the only person there that I've seen that's willing to travel and to go to places and do things outside of ACW and get your brand out there, you know? Exactly. Um. But I was very lucky because MEBW, we just happened to um, – so initially, you know, here goes, like, the origin story of everything. Um, MEBW is two companies at one point. It was EBW, you know, like, the, mo- the most common backyard wrestling name 
uh, outside of TWF. Sorry, caution. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And then there was HWW, you know, and there was two companies. Uh, We happened to be very close to each other. And then once we met up, um, a lot of the brainchild stuff happened between uh, myself, Tommy Gunn, and Matt Thunder. Um, A lot of, like, the booking ideas, everything that went through – like how the process worked for MEBW um, went through them. And with that, a lot of the guys on the roster, I mean, a lot of the guys cared about their character work. They cared about how they wrestled. They they cared about everything, you know, and like a lot of people, I feel like when they translate that to the yard, uh, it's very hard for them because they don't know what they're doing. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Um. Because, uh, because, all right, so another thing, too, is uh, before I even did yarding officially, I did get trained. Um, and that's, that's, why, that's, why, that's why a lot of my stuff is a lot, like, cleaner and flows well and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've, uh, I've gone to training. And so I understand different things that most yarding people starting out wouldn't be able to do. For sure. For sure. I, 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 was, I was kind of at the same standpoint. Like, cause I, I did yarding and then I went to like in-ring yarding, like with uh, some of the VTW guys. And then I went back to yarding. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's such a, it's such a hard dynamic, man. Like, I, I feel like a lot of, um, like one thing that's really hard to get credit for and not a lot of people talk about is uh, there's a lot of different types of yarding, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. there's shit that's on the ground. There's stuff that's in rings the rings are all completely different. You know, like sometimes For you'll real. be working fucking 12 by 12. Sometimes it's handmade. Sometimes it's fucking 20 by 20 in ESW's case. Yeah. And you've got to wrap your move set around that. <laughs> For real. Like with me, like I worked inside a, you could say a, a homemade backyard wrestling ring with a TBW. Yeah, you're TBW. <laughs> yeah. So I got, that was a bit interesting because, you know, I never you know, been inside a wrestling ring in general. So, like, I kind of had to, like, I don't know how I would say it. Probably, like, I guess that put my game, but, like, just, you know, just go with the flow, I guess you could say that. Yeah, one thing I do notice when people who've never worked in a ring go to a ring, Mm -hmm. um, they become over-reliant on the stuff that's in the ring that they almost kind of forget who they are as a wrestler. Yeah, like uh, I see. Because they'll start doing stuff like they'll, like, They'll forget their move set and they'll just start running the ropes. I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone True. who is in the ring. They'll run corner to corner and then they'll like clothesline someone and then they won't even let them like sell the move. And then they're like running off the rope again. They're like Sonic the Hedgehog. For real. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got to think for a lot of those guys, this is their first time like like that experience of like being inside a ring. So they like they, they think it's cool. Like it's fun to run the ropes. Like they kind of get in a trance of it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah no i don't blame them bro trust me yeah. I, like, <laughs> that's so relatable yeah <laughs> oh man um no but that's the thing that uh comes with experience of doing this for five years you know because i was gonna say the second part of it uh, outside of having uh like the guys that care about it is uh just having the care to like market yourself well mm-hmm there's, I, I can, I can fully admit this, and I might get a little heat for this, and that's probably why a lot of people are tuning in. But 
Most, most, if not like ninety to ninety-five percent of the backyard wrestlers that I associate myself with, mm-hmm. um, I don't watch their product, <laughs> like, and I don't mean that, I don't mean that disrespectfully, you know. But I feel it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's just so much. I associate myself with so much backyard wrestling that, like, every morning I wake up to either a text about some potential run. Uh-huh. Or, or a link to something that they want me to watch. See. Now, see, like, if someone would, like, recommend me, he's like, hey, could you watch this? And I'll be like, sure, you know? Like, because, I mean, I got recommended, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. But people, when they recommend it to me, they want to hear more critique stuff. And, oh, like, okay. I'm, I'm a busy guy. I got a lot going on. And, True. And, uh, and with, with, with some of the guys, they see it, you know, if you do critique it, you're going to kind of hurt their feelings a little bit. And <laughs> then they're, mm-hmm. they're not going to it. Like, I've, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of bad backyard wrestling, but I've also seen a lot of good backyard. Like I've seen a lot of good startup companies. Like that right off the bat, they're actually doing pretty decent. Right. And then I've seen a lot that like started off like me, which like you sell a DDT by falling on your back. Like, uh-huh. oh my god, DDT on the back? <laughs> yeah, bro. I, like, I was, did you do a fun flip or what? No, nah, bro. I was in like I was like in the sixth grade when we started it and bang kid like the, the tall guy in, in our federation he was even tall in the sixth grade like he was so scared of falling on his head that he would just fall on his back so he just like <laughs> flop over like a fit he looked like vince mcmahon oh, taking the stunner for like, real <laughs> on a DDT. you only had one job <laughs> it looked more like a swinging neck breaker than a ddt like True. it was, <laughs> it was ter- like i just fell on him yeah that's- see that's what, I, that's what i'm talking about though man um but like you had a good point with that though. I feel like people that start up and immediately have something going for them just have like a different drive and passion for it than a lot of the people that have been doing this for years. And like, yeah. uh, cause people that follow me on Instagram, I know this is separate cause this is like a YouTube thing. And I know Derek posts this and other things. So if you happen to stumble upon this, I talk a lot of shit about different like things on backyard wrestling. And I do oh, that yeah. not as, not because I hate people. It's because mm-hmm. I want the criticism to be out there so people can take it and actually fix their stuff. Because, man. For sure. Like Jim Cornette said one in one of his episodes, because I like to listen to Jim Cornette. He's, he once said, hate is a hell of a motivator. It is. Because people can sit there and, you know, like people post on social media for congratulations. And for real? The, second, the second someone's like, hey. This backyard wrestling shit sucks. I guarantee you, you're going to drop everything that you're doing. You're going to get in a fucking argument with that guy. Yes. <laughs> yes, bro. As soon as I started the TWF TikTok, that shit immediately happened. Like I, I remember I, that. You were I, doing replies to them. I know. And I, w- I was killing them, too. They didn't know how to respond, and it was hilarious. Like, there was, mm-hmm. there was a guy who looked – he was wearing a DC hat. And, <laughs> like, he was wearing a DC hat. He was, like, 40. And he was telling me back here as a son. I was like, bro, are you literally arguing with me right now? We're back. Like, you're 45. Get a job. Like, yeah, I remember TikTok. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's so it's like the polar spectrum. It's, you know, because it's like inherently I compete in it. You know, I've gone to different states with it and stuff, but I, in, in a sense, backyard wrestling is dumb. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, it, it's wrestling where you're not even trained. So it's like, the, you the trust each other, are, I guess. Yeah, like, the people that are trained fucking hate us. And then, like, the people who stumble upon us know we're not trained, so then they hate us. So it's like we have to carve out this fucking niche of people that, like, actually watch the product and trust that we can work with people and make it entertaining. Right. 
So it's like when you see like a semi-popular backyard wrestler nowadays, it's like that person actually has something going on for themselves. Mm -hmm. Now I actually had a question for you, Jack. So I, I was, I was looking through your stuff the other day and I I stumbled upon a comment and they, somebody said they wanted to see you in the Indies and you replied, not for me. Now what's that about? Ooh, that's a deep, that's a deep question. So that's a good one. That's a very good one. Um, so around the time that MABW was ending, um, Matt Thunder was going pro. Mm-hmm. And that was the main reason MABW shut down was because he was going pro. He was the main editor. Um, we didn't really see ourselves lasting without him. So we decided to shut things down early. And around that same time, uh, Chris Storm, uh, Joe Dean, or Owen O'Ryan, and myself – Uh, decided we were going to go to training. And this was around last year. Uh, So I'd finished up all my yarding stuff that I was, like, comfortable with. And, like, I'll even admit this. During training, I was still yarding on the weekends when I had the free time to do so, which is a big no-no for um, training. You will will straight up get blacklisted from working around your indies if you backyard wrestle. Uh Uh-huh. Um. But I made it about eight weeks through the training. My trainers really liked me. Uh, that's the one thing that I can take away from training is um, mm-hmm. my trainers enjoyed what I did. Um, they said I was the wild card. They said essentially uh, there was like one guy in the class that they obviously knew was going to graduate, but everybody else was like, they were good. They were going to graduate, but they were like really curious to see how I was going to develop. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening was during my eighth week, um, there was this incredibly unsafe guy that was still in the class. Um, he picked me up for a suplex. And when he picked me up for the suplex, like if you even know basic wrestling stuff, with the suplex, you're supposed to hold the guy until he flips over and you're supposed to fall with him, right? Yeah. So simple. This guy, so simple. You can't like F it up. But go on, go on. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's that's the uh, those are the curse words. There, it's so simple, and you can't fuck it up. But exactly. he did <laughs> because he decided halfway through my flip that he was going to let me go. Uh huh. So <laughs> I came down on literally like the back of my like head first, and then my neck, and then like my knee smacked my head. Um, and I was horribly concussed. So fucking bad. Like I like I remember like looking up. I remember seeing the lights. I don't remember like where I was. I don't remember what was going on. Uh, my trainer rushed the ring. He was like, I, I remember him like screaming, like get the fuck out of the ring, talking to the other guy. Yeah. Um, and I thought I was fine. So the next day I come in for training and we start doing uh, pin drills. So we started learning how to like properly pin people. Mm-hmm. And, and man, um, I started doing it and all the like fast motion and the lights and stuff like that literally made me uh go into the bathroom and like throw up so i knew something was like wrong wow and so i stopped training um i said i would come back as soon as like i was like healed up from everything but during training as well um you get you get a lot of time with your trainers and you get a lot of time with like the wrestlers that flow through the school that you you happen to train at Mm -hmm. and um you get to learn about what the like the independent wrestling scene is like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of the independent wrestling scene is basically like, um, 
you're a green guy. So obviously you're not going to get any character work and you're not going to get any time to really like showcase what you're like developing or doing anything cool. And the only time you get that is if you're over with like the boys in the back and you'll, you'll understand that if you ever go train, yeah. go to train, that everything is about that boys mentality. It's like mm-hmm. what yeah. they want. And when I got removed from wrestling entirely, basically, because like that was a really dark period and like my like life overall, just because like I was really banking on going pro sticking around with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got removed from wrestling, I realized I really don't like indie wrestling. <laughs> like <laughs> and, like I, I don't like ever see myself really being on TV or anything like that. I realized like, like, cause I, I think a lot about life. I'm very meta. Like my brain works in a way where it's just like, I ask myself why until I feel like I know everything. And, Understandable. and I was just sitting there and I was thinking like, man, like, why do I want to go indie when with my backyard stuff, like it's not liked by the indie guys, but I don't like the indie guys either. You know what I mean? True. And with my backyard stuff, I can go literally anywhere because I was, I lucked out and people know that I can work and people like trust me to come out and whether it be on a trampoline or on the ground or a ring or fucking in a fucking basement or some random shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Um, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, people trust me to work. And like, I, like I've, I came up with this quote, like a, a few months after I came back to wrestling, it's just like, why would I want to be a footnote on a mountain I don't even want to be on when I can be the king, the king of my little hill? True. You know what I mean? That's a, yeah. That's valid, but I mean, I mean, this might just be me, but I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a still trying to be the king of that mountain. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't care if I, if I don't defy odds or something, but like, I see, like, I, 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 I've seen a couple of your matches. I'm gonna be honest, I, I haven't watched everything. But, uh, like, I see, like, so much potential in you. Like, I see you going, like, really far on the indie scene because I'm telling you, bro, you got the look for it. You got, you got the charisma for it. You got the, you got the love for it as well. It's just the fact of, like, I see it as just, like, you like, well, there's a million other guys that want to do this. Why is it me? But, like, dude, the thing is, is that it could be you because all those other guys are thinking the exact same thing you are, man. Like, it's crazy, but like you have created like such a legacy in BY or BYW that's gonna be like it's hard to top, man. But I think that you should like go to the indies and do that, but with the indies, like because I'm telling you, no, you have I, so much potential, man. I appreciate that opinion and I respect you for that. To be honest, it's just I don't know, man. Like when it's so hard to describe because it's, it's, I've thought, I've thought about it a million times in my head, but it's hard, like vocalizing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feel it. (laughs) I've been, I've been told that, you know, like uh, one of my trainers reached out to me and said the same thing when I started backyard wrestling again, he didn't like blacklist me from doing it because I never like debuted, but um, I think of it more as like, yes, I'm doing wrestling. But I, I feel like the, the reason I like backyard wrestling so much is it gets – so this is the reason a lot of the indie wrestlers hate it is just I feel like it's more of a YouTube product than it really is wrestling because, mm-hmm. like, we're, we're like, hiding um, our inability to, like, wrestle on an indie level yeah. on a trampoline in comparison 
to like actually being able to wrestle in an indie ring because we have like dramatic zoom in angles. We can edit things how we want. We can tell types of stories that like the indies can't because the indies are just like just for fucking, show, you know? Exactly. Yeah, you just Very fucking true. show up and you wrestle fucking Billy Bob Joe, who's been there for thirty <laughs> years, and he's never going to be on fucking AEW Dart. And yeah. you have to lose him in five minutes. So it's like how 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 can you carve like that? Like I can I can suitably say that like yes, certain people in the indies are like famous to an extent, but it's mm-hmm. like more people know and talk about me with just backyard wrestling than a lot of the people that are stuck in the indies. Yeah. Very true. And I and I see what you're trying to do, like recreate the legacy of BYW because like I, I like as soon as I saw that you were in ESW, I was like, Yeah, this dude's been watching BYW for a bit. Like, cause I, I used to I used to watch the ESW because like I used to love that shit. Old school Giddens, Austin G, Alex yep. G, and you know, you know, Wicked J, like all that shit, like it was the craziest shit to me back then and like that was like the goal whenever I started back here wrestling. Like it was like I was like, I'm gonna be in KBW and I'm gonna be in ESW. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like that was that was the first thought in my head, and uh, like I vicariously lived through you seeing that Instagram post as soon as you posted it, and then I immediately went and watched the match. Dude, I appreciate that so much. Um, the ESW stuff has been like years in the making. I remember it was years ago. I'd had a match with uh, Matt Thunder. That was a three stages of hell match. And okay. Randomly, I like checked the comments, and uh, Austin G himself like commented on the video. And I was wow. like, there's no fucking way he actually like found this and watched it and enjoyed it. Uh-huh. And I'll remember it to that day because to this day, because it's just like oh, I could not believe that, dude. And ESW has always been the one place I've wanted to go. And um because I feel like as a community, I feel like every single person in the community has just been like, I want to go to ESW. Yeah. And mm-hmm. very, very few. Like, I can count on one hand how many crossover talents have been to ESW. And that includes myself now. Still less than mm-hmm. five. And I wanted to make, like, so initially when I went out, I'm not going to discuss too much because Alex G, uh, he is like the main guy at ESW. And uh, okay. he, likes keep, he likes keeping a decent amount of secrecy around his stuff. And mm-hmm. um, but when I went out, I initially had a ton of different, like, plans of what i was gonna do um but when he switched it up on me based on like a bunch of personal stuff that was happening there um i thought it was fucking perfect because not a single person in the world would have guessed a crossover talent would have come in and won a title oh for sure mm-hmm. like, that yeah. was just out of, that was out of nowhere man like and let me tell you something too um i have ten thousand more respect for ESW because you because you know back in the day you, they used to fucking bump on the ground like nothing right oh yeah like holy shit there, you know there is one thing that no one's ever taken into consideration that makes that like so much harder to watch um, retrospectively now is they live in Texas okay mm-hmm. and the Texas like ground is literally just like there is no moisture anywhere because it's so fucking hot that the ground sometimes you know there is no fucking give in that ground i took one bump on that ground and that was the worst bump i've ever taken in my entire life tell me about it (laughs) (laughs) it's taking a bump in the desert man like (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that shit had to hurt 
Well, yeah, I felt the shit in it, my soul. <laughs> wow. Good God Almighty. Yeah, because over there, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the climate is way more different than, let's say, Michigan, you know? Like, yeah, no, very very surprisingly, though, is Michigan, um, because of the humidity, um, so, like, so you're familiar with the concept of, like, if it's hot out, you can go into, like, the shadows of somewhere, like, you can go under a tree, and it'll be, like, less hot. Okay. In Michigan, that does not apply. Uh, we have so much humidity because we're surrounded by all the lakes yeah. that it's hot. It's hot wherever you go. So there's no <laughs> safe spot. <laughs> See, that was relatable, especially my time in Iowa when I went to go over there to work. Like everywhere you go, like you couldn't find like, you know, a nice cool spot to relax, you know? Yeah, no, you always get like a little culture shock when you go somewhere else. That's another thing that I like when I like travel to different places. Uh-huh. Because uh, Texas is by far my favorite state I've ever visited. That's dope. Um, it's it's very beautiful. I, I'd recommend if even if you don't go on wrestle for ESW or anything, just like if you ever have like a random inkling to like go on a vacation somewhere, go to Texas. There's your calling, Sebastian. <laughs> gotta go, man. <laughs> yeah, gotta go. I got a family member. Uh, you could say I got some family in Texas. So like I've been to Texas, mostly in the north part of Texas, the square area, you know, of the state. Oh, yeah. No, dude, Texas is massive. Texas, uh-huh. I didn't realize how big it was until I was actually there. For sure. Um, no, And then uh, another thing, too, I know listening to this, probably, like, the only comment, because that's usually, not not to be mean, but the only person that comments on everything, Apache King, I love you. <laughs> well, um, if, you're, if you're watching this or listening to this, thank you for listening to this episode. I love yeah, that guy. He usually t- tunes into most of them. Uh-huh. Apache King and Mike Lopez. Yeah, Mike Lo. Yeah, but Apache King will like drop some fucking lore. You know what I mean? Like he, he'll he drop knows like time zones, time time slots or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, the timestamps. Yeah, there you go, timestamps. <laughs> That's legendary. Like that makes me feel so good whenever he does that in the comment section. Like especially for Devil's Night. I don't know if you saw the ones. I think it was on. Yeah. When on we Devil's uploaded Night for W. Yeah. What made me feel even better was in Devil's Night 2, he said that there was too many good points to put timestamps. I was like, Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Damn. See, that's what you always want. That's what I've always tried to like strive for is if, uh-huh. if the King isn't watching my video, it means I didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> I see. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, like, that's why I like how you mentioned earlier, because like backyarding, like, like you said, like they focus more on, you know, I guess you could say YouTubing more than wrestling. But like from what I see, like from what I think about, like, you know backyarding on youtube like i try to like just entertain the fans you know like even though it's just backyarding like sure yeah, don't, don't, get me wrong, don't get me wrong and don't mishear this most of the fucking backyard people that are going to end up listening to this you uh-huh. still have to know how to wrestle <laughs> exactly for real you, you don't want to put on a donkey show you know like come on yeah bro here i'll give you some quick fucking spoilers and it'll fix 90 percent of your fucking problems work from the left sell towards the hard camera Learn about match structure, um, and sell your fucking moves. That's all you need. That's literally that improved like ninety percent of everything that I've ever seen. Exactly. I think, I think you need to do that, but you need to put sell the fucking moves as number one. Yes. Oh, definitely. Like for real, like because I remember like I told Jack Delta like like how would you rate Derek Destroyer, and like he told me that I'm a great seller if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you are a great seller, Derek. You are very see. You are very vocal, like. Uh-huh. Well, one thing I learned, one of, see, a lot of my philosophy comes from the fact that I'm trained, but now that I have this knowledge, it's like one of those, like, 
Athlean X cheat codes for backyard wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> the Godfather um, of backyard wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking when you when you sell, it's basically meant to be like you're in that fucking move for real. Exactly. Like if you're in an, if you're in an ankle lock, you're not going to be sitting there gritting your. You're going to be yeah. screaming. <laughs> exactly. Like, and plus, like the selling, like that's the fun part because, like. Like, if you're watching, you're like, oh, shit, he's getting his ass kicked for real. You know, like, that's, like, the fun part. But yeah. If you, do a, if you do a bad job at it, like, the fans are kind of, like, will, like, lose vibe or, like, will lose interest in it. I guess you could say that. Yeah. No, because a lot of people, man, a lot of people are not good sellers. And I feel like they don't realize that. They're, like, mm-hmm. hard part of, like, telling someone who doesn't like do that well for themselves that they're not doing that well is that means everything that they've done up to that point like not to be mean it's just kind of invalid like in a a way and there's a certain like i'm not sitting here like talking everybody because there's like i can't watch any of my shit from before the uh the covid break Mm -hmm. um so like a lot of my early mebw i never go back and watch um despite like a lot of people telling me that like that's where some of my their favorite matches of mine come from uh-huh. But it's just like I have a certain like respect for like what I look like when I wrestle, and like back then it was not it, bro. <laughs> That's relatable. I mean, like hell, even when I watch my old stuff, like I just laugh at it because you know, like come on, like I mean, we were just kids back then, you know, compared yeah, to right now. So serious, and you used to like think that was the fucking greatest match in the world, and back then you probably watched that shit like ten times over. You're like, mom, <laughs> check this out, check this out. Look, we're on YouTube, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was do, I was doing my research for you earlier, and I rewatched uh, one of the one of the matches I watched from you before, which was the Worlds Collide versus Jay Creed. And uh, oh, I, bad, I gotta bro. be honest, I gotta be honest, your attire there pretty drippy, bro. <laughs> you leave me alone. It was hey, man, from wrath to riches. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Like he was he was styling, man. He was styling. That that was something, bro. The man. <laughs> I I hate so much of my early because it was literally just like clothes, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like shit, fucking at Walmart that I go out and fucking wrestle in. Uh-huh. Yeah, because like on some backyard channels, like there's some people where like they put some time of making their attires, you know, and like there's other yeah. people that just wear like street clothes, you know, like oh okay, I'm just gonna wear a shirt and jeans, you know. Yeah, no, I don't I don't mind the jean thing, but it's just like. I don't know. There's something weird about just like a dude who goes out and does like a te- like a nine minute technical wrestling match on a trampoline in jeans. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way I see it, like I feel like you should like look cool, like look comfortable, like try to be comfortable. If you're especially gonna wrestle for forty five minutes, or well, I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> man, I wore jeans for that match uh, for for that forty five minute match. I regretted uh-huh. it, man. I was. Jeans, like, oh, those were jeans, bro. Yeah, those 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 pants I was wearing, they were jeans, they were punk pants, and I had to peel okay. them off me after the match. Like it was wow. horrible. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And it's it's funny because um even it was like a 45 iron minute, I feel like we could have done an hour. Like that's how much energy I had. Like I had so much adrenaline, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, I could have I could have for three. <laughs> cause like uh, since we had fans, like cause that was like practically like the first time ever I competed in front of a fans or a crowd, and like it just Put me into a different dimension, you could say that. Yeah, dude, because you because that's the one thing I will say indie wrestling has over backyard wrestling is they have constant like fan interaction and stuff, and you're more competing mm-hmm. for that than for a camera. Yeah. You know? But 
competing in front of a crowd is just it's different it sends you into a fucking new level of like energy that you've never seen and it'll make like because backyard wrestling like is make or break by the commentary Mm -hmm. um because it's just like that's the only other voice you hear besides like the wrestler selling moves and like I, i swear sometimes there's like the commentary for things will like either make or break and make it like the greatest thing you've ever heard or yeah. like the worst thing <laughs> you've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, like if you see like a crazy spot, like the fans would be like, "Holy shit!" Or "This is awesome," you know? Yeah. Like, Dude, because there, one... or go there on. I've uh, tuned into backyard wrestling, and okay. um, you can tell like someone had like dubbed over the audio, okay. you know, because it's like clearly like them wrestling, and like it's clearly their voice and everything, which uh-huh. I don't mind. But there are a lot of times that like they'll like dub over the audio, but it sounds like they're like in a basement and like the the rest of the people in the house are sleeping. Okay, <laughs> so <Yeah>. loud. <laughs> so they're like ta- like they have like quiet pops. It's like the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I mean... that was the craziest move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. POV. It's me playing with my action figures when I was like right. 10. <laughs> right. I was wondering, cause look, if you're watching this on YouTube, like I have action figures right now, so you can be like, oh my god, I kick him with DDT. Boom. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I keep action figures in my wrestling bag so I can demonstrate moves to people who don't know what they are. Oh, definitely. Cause like that is smart. Time, Cause look, my time in BTW, like when I was wrestling on Jacob Wayne for the first time, like he was telling me, oh, I'm gonna do this move to you. Then, you know, at the time. I wouldn't say I don't watch wrestling 100%, but, like, you know, I just keep up with WWE or AW or just, just just keep up with wrestling in general, you know? Yeah. So I'm not 100% familiar with the wrestling moves, but, like, if I see demonstrations, like, I'll start getting the hang of it, you know, because it's better to visualize it than just hear about it, you know? Yeah. No, we also live in an age where, like, if you don't keep up with wrestling, you're, like, basically out of the loop because they invent new wrestling moves every single week on AEW Dynamite. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, last time I watched like AEW fully was like when CM Punk was in it. But from now, I just watch like the highlights because most of the time I'm just working, you know? Bro, you yeah. need to turn that shit back on. <laughs> no, like, I mean, I do like keep up with it. Like, I just don't watch it like sitting down because I'm working, you know? I feel. No, I, dude, I, no, I hate, <laughs> I hate AEW, bro. <laughs> I'm not even going <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yep. Jacob Wayne ain't listening to this. <laughs> Dude, he's fuck Jacob, Wayne. Jacob Wayne can slob on a big knob. <laughs> Jacob Wayne can't, can't go on for 10 seconds without mentioning Jake Delta. Dude, there, okay, I swear to God, there is a string of six videos in a row where he called me out or said something about me. And uh-huh. one of them is fucking William Barker, who I've never even fucking heard of, bro. <laughs> Oh, they're gonna get butthurt, the CDW guys. But go on. <laughs> I always get butthurt. Uh, no, uh, quick AEW opinion. That shit is literally just fucking 2K universe going crazy because the guy is like <laughs> has too much fucking money to actually like sit down and make a cohesive product. I see. Sorry, very, not sorry. Very understandable. Very understandable. I see where you're getting at there, but. Uh-huh. It, but the, the there's all there's a, there is a couple other flaws. What I also don't like is how like he's like we're using this to push new wrestlers and then keeps giving the title to Chris Jericho. Like, no, I don't even care about that because it gets people talking about AEW. My issue mm-hmm. with AEW is that they have they're like a backyard wrestling federation that has no control. They have like eighteen hundred championships on Dynamite, bro. That's true. <laughs> 
<laughs> they have the world title, the TNT title, the fucking All Atlantic Championship, the trios titles, tag titles, like eight different women's championships. They the have TNT, the-, the TBS, you know. Yeah, they have the fucking Ring of Honor titles, all of them, and FTW, the issue, you know. They don't have. Yeah, they. Yeah, the fucking FTW. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Me neither. I thought it was just a title that Taz made up or some shit. Yeah, so they have all this bullshit, and they only have, like, two hours every week to showcase everything. So you'll have the fucking Ring of Honor TV title on there every, like, eight weeks. How am I supposed to care about that? You don't. Right. <laughs> like, too much on my play. Like, come on, you know? Yeah, like, they, dude, they will sign everybody. They will sign the fucking ex-WWE security guard and then highlight him on eight Dynamite, <laughs> and then you won't see him for, like, a year and a half on Dynamite. Like, right. No, but one thing I like about AEW is that, like, they have some good originals, you know? To an extent. True. I wouldn't want to say that, like, you know, I mean, it's kind of true, but, like, most of them are ex-WWE guys. But, like, I mean, at the time when it was brand new, like, I liked the fact that it was, like, something else you could watch besides WWE, you know? Yeah, no, it was fine. I think it was, like, I think it was, like, okay until Cody Rhodes left. Once he left, that's when the, like I feel like every WWE guy in existence is fucking there. And now that Triple H is in charge, guess what? Everyone's going back. <laughs> like, for real. Okay. okay, okay, Jack, don't don't hop off the call when I tell you this, but in my <laughs> in, in in my opinion, I think that MJF is the best wrestling heel of our generation, of of this generation right now. Oh, well, yeah, I mean kind of because there's not really any like true heels. In exactly. de- like in anything I mean, right the now. dude, the dude, MJF, he literally went to UFC with the, you know, AEW title. Like, come on, you gotta give him credit. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, but I every, mean, everyone's I like wrestlers do that. Realize he's only had thirty matches in all of AEW's history, and he's not gonna wrestle until like the pay per views. True. Granted, but it it it, it kind of just gives me like it, it just gives every time that he speaks, it just gives me the attitude era vibes. And that's that's what I love about him because he's he's a heel, and like the fact that he doesn't wrestle as much, which means that we're gonna get more out of him. We're gonna have years upon years of it because he's not hurting his body as much as these other For guys real. are. Like which, instead of like watching him wrestle every week, like you gotta like wait until he wrestles squat, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's like, a, that's a that's a good point actually. It's, he gives it's, he gives it's, me it's more JBL vibes than Attitude Era. For like, real. Been, like JBL yeah. is like a perfect example of like MJF right now. I feel uh-huh. like, but the. I have to say the the promo. I don't think it was last week. It might have been two weeks ago, and I, I stumbled across it and I watched it, and it was it was it was just beautifully executed. So MJF had just won the AEW title, and then it was he didn't come out the week after because he was like fuck y'all, and then the week For after real. then the week after that he came back and he does this thing where he like show uh, unveils the new belt which looks exactly like the fucking other one, <laughs> and just like the different color of like matching the scar, you know. Yeah, but then uh, he he like goes on about how much he loves William Regal, and then he does the punch to the back of the neck, which I I seen it coming in the beginning. Uh-huh. I seen it a oh, little yeah. bit, but it was it was just the perfectness of right after whenever he goes and he grabs the microphone and he and he spits back that email that William Regal sent him five years ago. Whenever yeah. he applied for WWE, and he said no, it was it was just perfect because it was so cold. Like, yeah. See, that's good character work and heel work, but like that's like the one percent in AEW. He's the only person that actually has anything like that going on. <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. For real. <laughs> but, 
I will uh, say I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring this up myself because I know because I'm tired of getting fucking questions asked about this. Um, uh, I just want to mention this. I really am just gonna go into super spoiler territory here with this because uh, I don't care. I'm tired of hearing people ask about this, and this is nice. That's an official format because I doubt that they have any plans to continue it. But I'm gonna talk about like WWA for a second. I'm gonna okay. Say, I try to contact them guys, but. I haven't heard anything, but yeah, go on. Yeah. I'll tell you all about their like their like everything that's happened with them. So essentially, WWA, um, and I'll get into the Jake Frost situation too because I feel like a, a few people like know about that, but they don't really like. Like really you want to address that, you know? Yeah. So first off, WWA stuff. Um, initially, um, I think it was last year. Uh. We had done a taping with the JNA guys, so it was a bunch of the MEBW guys, and it was like the JNA guys. So it was Jake Frost, yeah. uh, Jet Johnson, Adam Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, taping went whatever. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But then we had another taping in like June um, or something like that, where we um, finished out until about Backyard Mania Five, right? Okay. And that's right around when WWA stopped posting, right? Like we had the build yeah. up to it. We had Backyard Mania 5, and then there was probably, like, an episode or two that eked out, and then after that, it was gone. There was no explanation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff, um, I'm sure everyone's familiar with this. Uh, Lucas Jackson, uh, he went pro. He, he yeah. went through training. Uh, he's officially under Luke Larson now. The cowboy um, hat but- guy? Yeah, the cowboy. Yeah, the baby Undertaker. Yeah, never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, he got so mad at me when I called him that. Um, so <laughs> he thinned out. He trained up. He's pro now, but he was the main editor for WWA. Oh, and sure. when he went pro, he told Carson Michaels that he was going to pass the uh, editing ring off to him. And Carson Michaels actually did edit, and he pumped out a few episodes. But here's where the kicker kicks in. And this, this is like a spoiler I feel like no one's heard of. Um, so, WWA did have two tapings after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, three, actually. Where they had um, a few of the MEBW guys outside of myself go. Um, they had Eddie Bannon and uh, Corey Bacon go. Eddie didn't wrestle, but he was still there. And then the very surprising thing, and another thing that like I feel like backyard wrestling people don't talk about anymore. Um, they had uh, the MSW guys there. They had uh, Res Gaynor and Tyler Doom, okay. which was set to be their first crossover appearance in backyard wrestling at the peak of their like popularity. Cause like, as soon as they burst onto the scene, everyone fucking loved them. I yeah. feel like everyone has heard of, heard of MSW at some point. And uh, so what ended up happening was not only did Carson Michaels get super lazy with his editing, um, he uh, Luke was still involved with booking at that point, and between both tapings with the MSW guys, um, yeah. they didn't do anything significant. Like they didn't win any championships. They didn't really win any major matches. Um, they barely did anything, and like it was to the point that I heard at the last taping that they had that Res Gaynor's like final match or whatever with uh I think it was Gabriel White at the time um got cut short and he literally like cried in the basement and they had to like fucking like 
reprimand him and like just cheer him up somehow. And like, I, it's a super fucked up situation. Um, because like at that point, Res Gaynor had wanted to work with the MEVW and WWA guys because that was his ESW. Yeah. And that entire situation got fucked. Carson Michaels decided at one point after editing a de- decent bit of the episodes just before Res Gaynor and all of them debuted that he just decided he was going to stop uploading. And that's where WWA stands to this day is uh, they have all the footage. They have literally like, I think like five to six months worth of like build and weekly episodes and pay-per-views. Um, but Carson Michaels just decided one day he was done and uh, decided not to upload it unedited or anything. So he just kind of left that entire like fan base, just like hanging. Like it left any cliffhanger, you know? Yeah. And because I was so heavily associated with WWA, like, Honestly, like the only time WWA is even talked about on the internet from backyard wrestlers anymore is just either me mentioning that I work there or people asking where it is. Yeah, because I remember, like, because I remember I was talking to Carson Michaels last summer, I believe so, and we were talking about like that he's doing taping or some stuff. And at the time, I was in Iowa, and I talked to him like, "Hey, I'm interested of like legit traveling to you to Ohio because they they're from Ohio, right?" Yeah, they're in Ohio. Yeah, so like. To me, like, I didn't mind driving, but, you know, because I really want to, like, show some dedication because, like, you know, I want to be a part of that. But, like, I never, you know, got the message back, you know? Yeah, no, he got very, like, stingy towards the end. It's For it's sure. almost, like, uncharacteristic of, like, how mm-hmm. stingy he got. Like, something and, just uh, happened, you know? Yeah, he just, like, one day just decided he was done. And, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can really do to, like, change that. And it's unfortunate because it's, like, Something with WWA, it was genuinely like whether people liked it or not, it was a sequel like like Baby Child of MEBW, and a lot of people held on to that, you know. Right. And I remember um, hearing about this post or something. I forgot who it was. I'm not sure if it was you or somebody, but I remember during 2020, that's when people pretty much stopped yarding, you know. And like I heard someone say something like. WWA is still going to go on for like a year or two or something like that. I remember hearing something about that. Then, you know, they pretty much stopped last year, if I'm correct. Yeah, they, no, they, okay, so from the time that they had planned, right? So mm-hmm. from the last upload that they had had, so say it was in August, they would have been uploading their stuff until that next February of like how much content they actually had filmed. Wow. Yeah, but they just stopped. They didn't. Uh-huh. They didn't just mass upload it. They didn't say anything. They didn't give a fucking promo saying like WWE is over. We're sorry for all the like the abrupt ending or anything. Because like I know there's like companies that have done that, and I respect True. them a lot for it now that WWE didn't. Because um, I I believe like you know it would be nice to at least like show some closure. Like even if you guys ain't just wrestling, like even if it's just like everybody from that channel just giving a speech about like thank you for like you know supporting us throughout the years. You know, like I thought it would be the, just a good way to like. Let the fan base know about it, you know? Yeah, because there were a lot of people that watched WWA. Like, right. WWA was one of the, like, few companies at the time that drew over a thousand views per video. Per video mm-hmm. Which, which is, uh, like... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But uh, I, I, well, I was going to change the topic. But, uh, oh, go ahead. What I was going to say was uh, I, I was looking in... Uh, you. S- Speaking of shutting down companies, VTW, uh, I seen you wanted to have a match with anybody from that. 
So, and you said Dustin Reagan specifically. Why Dustin Reagan? Oh man! So I went on a I went on a VTW binge like a year or two ago because mm-hmm. I I had like I had heard of VTW and I had like occasionally watched some VTW product, but I actually like tuned into VTW. I started from like episode one, and I'd watched up to a certain point. At every single episode I'd watched, Dustin Reagan, um, he was just like. I'm not saying anybody there is a bad worker by any means at all. Cause like anybody there like outclasses like 90% of the people I yard with today. Yeah. And, but Dustin Reagan, something about just his work ethic and his character just like sets him apart from that roster to me. So right. uh, I, I actually had a story about Dustin Reagan. So uh, I, I trained with VTW for a little bit. They, uh, they brought did me in. Really? I really did. I was in uh best in the yard for pre-show. I wrestled Casey Chambers. No uh, fucking way. I didn't know that about you. Yes. Uh, I was Malachi Reimer, and I wrestled Best in the Yard 4 pre-show. Uh, it was a squash match. I fucking lost. But uh, anyways, so... But the fact that you had a chance, like, that's just dope. And yeah, yeah well, the fact that you've competed on Best in the Yard and I haven't yeah. is absolutely insane. Yeah, that that's, 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 that's the only thing that I really have for backyard wrestling. And I don't even really talk about it much on the TWF channel because I, I, I try to separate... Malachi Reimer from the virus and caution because I was a jobber in fucking BTW. But uh but anyways, so uh I, I had met Dustin Reagan one day. We were out there and we were all doing training and he was and, and he said that he wanted to give me a chest slap because I was the new guy. And Aaron oh, Jones Aaron, Yeah, Aaron <laughs> Jones wouldn't let him because I was down. Like cause to be honest, like I had I had rarely watched VTW at that point. Like I had watched a couple videos. I cause uh I got in touch with Cameron Jackson right before best in the yard three had even been filmed. And after that, like it was a couple months after best in the yard three was filmed. I came down there and I started training with them in like March of that year. And uh, so like they were getting me comfortable and I've, I've wrestled most of the VTW guys like in training matches. I never had like real published matches, but uh, I wrestled most of them. And uh, I just remember Dustin Reagan, like he wanted to give me one, but they, they wouldn't let him because they thought he was going to kill me because I was like 120 pounds at the time and I was 14. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the outlaw fucking shit in backyard wrestling I like to hear. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> which, ready to chop the shit out of this kid. <laughs> yeah. But, but this is another thing. So the last time that we had an episode of uh, Beyond the Yard podcast, I did not get to say my story that I wanted to say because it related to Best in the Yard 4. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I need to tell the story. So it was the night before Best in the Yard 4, right? And it is Aaron Jones' house, and it is filled with wrestlers. Everybody that was on the card of Best in the Yard 4 was staying at Aaron Jones' house. I remember you that's told me about scary, that when, when I stayed over. I remember that. Levels that, of shit. That's what I'm saying, bro. Okay, so uh, so uh, Rick Rios, I think that's his name. Uh, Rick, Rick, yeah, Rick Rios, I think that's his name. But anyways, so it was me, it was TJ Sakara, and it was... Uh, who is the other guy? I don't remember, but uh, we we smoked weed. <laughs> we smoked. <laughs> we, 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 we oh, smoked. No there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so we we smoked weed on the porch that night, and uh, one of the one of the other people that were there, I can't name his name right now because he's he's actively on the indie scene, and I don't want to put him out like that. But he got yeah. he got high, and he got scared of the cops, so like he ran, <laughs> and the cops weren't even there. He just thought they were coming. <laughs> Anyways, so like 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 I said at the time I was fourteen and uh, I passed out on the porch, right? So like, and they left me there, man. 
so so i fell asleep on the porch swing out on the porch and then cameron came out there and made sure i was all right and uh he told me he was, he was like you really gonna smoke the night before your match i'm like man i was just trying to have a good time but anyway so later on that night it was like one o'clock in the morning navon mcdonald comes walking up the steps hey sebastian sebastian <laughs> What what are you doing out here sleeping? And he uh, or Navon McDonald uh, Navon McDonald offered to uh, let me stay in a hotel room with him, but I declined it to sleep on a porch because I was stoned and I didn't know how to answer. Wow! So I, <laughs> I slept on a porch swing the night before Best in the Yard Four. Wow! Wow! That's oh, insane. God. So it, all right. So despite us never meeting in person, uh, caution. I can say I can like match you with one story because I have also hung out with uh, Navon McDonald and Cameron Jackson. Hell yeah! So uh, my my guess is NUW or what, UWE, I think. No, it was a one-off appearance uh, in uh, Maximus Roman's EBW. Got you. Nice. Got you. I so every time I went out to EBW, um. I did. I had wildly different plans every time I went out there. Like that Jay Creed match that um, mm-hmm. you're just talking about. Yeah. The when I was going out there, despite it being like four months into my career, the initial plan before they just didn't want to take more matches was I was supposed to beat Jay Creed for the world title. Mm-hmm. Damn. And I like switched it up on me. Um, because that was also the same taping we finished or we filmed unfinished business. Hence why like everyone's attire was basically the same. Um, right. You go back and rewatch that, but don't actually. That pay per view is horrible. Um, <laughs> so it was the third time we went out to EBW uh, trip wise, or yeah, and uh, when we went out there, um, I was texting Navon heavily. Through, it's like through the week before I'm like bro you have to get out here this is gonna be like the last time we're coming out to EBW mm-hmm. I don't know when the fuck I'm ever coming out for NUW because I don't know what their like taping schedules like or like why that they, they don't even post anymore or anything like that yeah uh, so I was like you have to get your ass out here and he had texted me the day of like this one day we were taping and he's like, I might be able to make it. Just send me the address. And if I make it, I make it. If I don't, I don't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I sent him the address. And I was mid-match with uh, the executioner um, in EBW. And I did this, like, one spot where I, like, grabbed his leg. And I did a giant elbow drop on it. And I, mm-hmm. like, when I went to go for the wrench on it, I look up. And it was literally direct eye contact with Navon McDonald for the first time <laughs> in my life. Wow. <laughs> and right behind him, without him telling me, was Cameron Jack. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> Bro, that <laughs> so, is crazy. So me and him had, like, an imp- Im- impromptu matchup um, for that, like, taping date and everything. And it's one- still one of my favorite matches I've ever had because Navon McDonald – when he goes in there, he means fucking business, bro. And he Sebastian does more than anybody. Navon uh-huh. McDonald is not playing no fucking character. That is just Navon McDonald. Yes, that is Navon motherfucking McDonald. Like he, like he's just him, man. Like he lives, breathes, being the king of the fucking mountain. Like, yeah, that is that is his voice. That is his attitude. Like yes. Everything about him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the king of the mountain. The king. <laughs> 
I love that Nirvana is such an easily like, um, like makeable voice like that because it's almost like how people whip out a fucking Mickey Mouse or a Kermit. You just have your like right. Nirvana McDonald there. Yeah. Right. You just you just like hire the octave of your Cat Williams impression, like. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, well, so I, love, then, I wrestled I the match, but then after that, I thought that was done. I thought that was my interaction with him, but then that night. He and Cameron Jackson stayed at our hotel room. And, like, like even less subtlety than you, because uh, this was at a time in my life where I smoked and I drank. Mm-hmm. Everyone was incredibly fucked up. I'm not even going to, like, try to sugarcoat it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I remember being so fucking cross-faded, and I looked at Navon, and I'm like, I know you have it. <laughs> and, he, and he looks at me, and he's like, boy, what do you mean by that? <laughs> and oh, I said, all that fucking deck of Uno cards out. Because <laughs> no. if you uh, know Devon and if you know his online reputation, you know no, no. he is like accused of being like the biggest cheater at Uno ever, and he always wins games. Because when I play Uno, I play with money, you know. Because I like to add more stuff on the stakes, you know, or raise Jesus, the stakes. You're scary, bro. <laughs> I don't play with money on my. Don't life. play with Navon. Don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> play with... I don't know, because look, when I play when I play Uno, I kind of use my reverse psychology. Well, like now you guys know already, but you know, yeah. I'll tell you right now. I don't know how he did it, but he did. I, it. I don't know where it came from, <laughs> but he won every single game that we play. <laughs> Ron McDonald, if you listen to this, I challenge you to a new no match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna kick your ass, bro. No, but I remember, I remember that was like one of my like top five moments. I don't really like get to talk about, but I remember being like incredibly messed up. But like I was like walking to the bathroom that night. Okay. I looked, I looked over on the couch. And I thought about like all the times in my life I never thought I'd get to work with that man, and then I look on the couch, and then there is just Navon McDonald and Cameron Jackson sleeping. That's what I was saying. Like Cam, me, me and Cameron, we were we were really really close at one point. Like uh, whenever I was in VTW, whenever I first started, like he knew like a lot about my home life, which wasn't good at the time. So like he was like helping me get into practice. Like he was like trying to push me in there, and uh, he was just like breaking his way into the indie scene at the time. So like I got to I got to see like one of his first indie matches, which was like really awesome to see. So I got I got to see Cam grow. From where it is now, the guy he's working in, uh, I think it's like XXA down here in North Carolina, and he has his own, uh, shit, what the fuck's it called? He had his own pay per view not too long ago. The, uh, yeah, are you talking about Block Party? Yes, Cameron Jackson Block Party. I watched that full thing. That shit was, that shit was amazing. Yeah, bro. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, see, this is how interconnected backyard wrestling is, and this is how, like, long I can keep connecting these things because I've, like, like I think one time in this podcast, I have like directly said, "All right, this company." But most of the time, like our conversation just flows, and I'll connect mm-hmm. it to a different company that's on my list. Because next up, I was going to say, if you didn't know this, Cameron Jackson um, took under his wing all the guys from TBW, and he's like their trainer. Mm-hmm. Not not the Tennessee one, not the fucking Ric Flair. But... <laughs> yeah, I know what John. <laughs> no, but like the one that had a. Uh... Dak Ryan in it, right? If I'm correct. Yeah, Dak Ryan, Tyler yes. Green, um, fucking Johnny Blade, Damian Wayne, all of them motherfuckers. Every uh-huh. single one of them, all of them got trained by Cameron Jackson. 
That's fucking dope. That's cool as shit. All of them with very varying success on the indies. I actually, by the way, uh, little known fact, I, I, put, I talk about it every once in a while, but I did actually end up having a match with Dak Ryan um, when I went down to ATW. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so here, here's the situation. Uh, Sebastian gets this entire like lore drop of like years of back backyard wrestling. By the way, this is great. Um, <laughs> so ATW with this trampoline fed is uh, Christian Archer and he his brother and his brother. Uh, what whatever the fuck he called himself. He <laughs> don't watch. Right, but go on. <laughs> um, I got invited down there. I had a full run planned. Um, I filmed about half of it. Um, but. Things got scuffed with time, and the entire run didn't get filmed like how I wanted it to. Because yeah. the entire point of the run was I was feuding with Kent Havoc at the time, and he had this green belt that he had gifted um, J&A. You remember that belt, yes. Eric? Yeah, so that, I know exactly which title we're talking about. The International? Yes. Yeah, so he gifted the, that title to J&A, uh-huh. who in turn gave that title to ATW. And right. I decided, because I was feuding with Kent Havoc at the time, how fucking sick would it be if I went to ATW and literally won that championship and left ATW and had it for the rest of my life? Add <laughs> like, the storyline. Oh, uh, exactly. <laughs> so and... I did this entire storyline where I went down there. I won the uh, I won the title. I called their fucking company trash. Um, but what ended up happening was we filmed everything but the match of me winning it. Because my flight was like so early the next day, and we Whoa. just did not get time. Wow! But while I was there, Christian Archer actually has a trainer um, that is breaking him into the indie scene. That's why ATW isn't posting as much either. Yeah, uh, he was actually on their product for a while too. Uh, if you wow. go back and watch, any of it, it's called his name was Kalen J. Uh huh. And Kalen J. Uh, had offered uh, that if I showed up to this indie place, that. Uh, I would get added to his match. Wow. And I'm like, of fucking course I'm going to show up. <laughs> and then I get there, and I shit you not, guess who's in my fucking match? Who? Dak Ryan. Wow. Bruh. Yeah, so I got to see them again. And that was fucking amazing. That's that's amazing. Because I want to say I'm close to Dak Ryan, but like he's, I guess, like one of the good friends I have, especially in like the wrestling world community you know yeah so, Dak's a very nice guy yeah so i talked to Dak ryan i you know showed him my devil's night match with you know caution and like i told him that you know this hands-on was like the best performance i've ever ever done and he agrees with me because like he says the moment because i because i was the heel during that situation and he loved the fact that i show like no fear to the crowd like i wasn't like oh shit i'm gonna, like die tonight no like i own that shit even sebastian knows that yeah and, like, the fact that he told me that, like, I'm, like, really great at selling, like, just, like, just keep working on it, you know, like, that's that's just pretty cool, especially for a guy like Dak Ryan. Like, hell, he, he's even, like, up there and, like, you know, in, in the indies. And, like, just hearing that, like, feels, like, like amazing, phenomenal, you know? Yeah, that's one thing you'll you'll come to find, too, is just, like, when, when the backyard people do eventually go indie, um, you'll really see their true character. Right, because uh, I I'm not gonna say who, and like I hope this sparks some fucking controversy. But uh, <laughs> one of my one of my friends that went pro, um, I turn it turns out he hated me the entire time he worked with me. 
Shit. Shit on me. Uh-huh. And, like, a lot of the stuff that I stood for once I, like, dropped out of training. And he basically mm-hmm. called me uh, low life. He said uh, that he knew I was going to drop out of training. And he says, I'm never going to do anything with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait. I can't wait for this to come out. And then everyone start talking about it and fi- try to figure out who. But For real. Uh, Jack, you need to prove it, that it's a- wrong. You need to prove that motherfucker wrong. Come on, Jack. I need you on the indies. We need to set this up, man. I'm already retired man. from backyard, man. I don't know, man. I've got a I've got a good thing with ESW and I value I value YouTube views and YouTube comments more than I do uh, a hot dog and a handshake. For real. <laughs> Very true. Right. Very true. No, but like the cool thing about I like about this podcast, like sure it's like just backyard like like sure we started off as backyard wrestling, but like the fact that the idea started off like beyond the yard is like it's just more than just backyard wrestling like you know we just go off on that like hell like we could like go on like about like indies professional like stuff like that you know like oh yeah this just... is meant to be yeah this is meant to be a little time capsule this like time exactly period. exactly like and the thing that i love about it is is that like this this video might not be popular today but like when if if backyard wrestling ever like spikes like it does whenever like it first started like whatever the Mick Foley shit was going down like shit like this is gonna be huge, uh-huh. like yeah that's, that's the thing too it's just like I know I know I could go be a successful indie wrestler but what if I'm the guy that leads the charge what if I'm the guy that like makes backyard wrestling popular For and real. I, I'm like a fucking an Austin G in my own right mm-hmm. you know because I will say don't take offense to this anyone. That includes you, Derek. That includes you, Caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think since MABW shut down um, and EBW shut down because they were another major one, yeah. that there is a single definitive backyard wrestling place anymore. No, for I sure. Think, I, I think ever. I think like the community right now. I'll tell you right now, is in shambles, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's very hard for like everyone to pick up the fucking pieces. Yeah, That's true for sure. Unless you see, have like, Instagram, because <laughs> when once like MEBW and EBW like dripped out or like you know like I guess like just stopped. Like at that moment, I was just like you know just kept my ACW community together. You know, because like yeah. there's the like in my opinion there's the ACW community and there's the backyard community. You know. Yeah, exactly. You see, I'm glad you have that perspective on that, Derek. I respect you a lot for that. Because like the way I saw with ACW, like we changed our channel from ACW to ACW network. So it's not just about like, you know, ACW, like war or like WrestleMania, whatnot. Like we could also focus on, you know, be on the yard and hell, like we want to try to do something like where it's just the boys having a good time together, you know, cause we just want to have like the best moments together. That's why we started ACW. Yeah. And that's what you need to hold on to, bro. Cause I'm telling you right now, when you, mm-hmm. when you turn it, when you turn into me and all you have is just fucking, Traveling to rinky dink feds everywhere. For it's sure. a weird it's a weird different experience in comparison to like hanging out with just your friends. Oh definitely. Now uh, another question that I wanted to ask you. So the the ESW experience, like if you yeah. if you can dive into it, I I understand if you can't, but if you can dive into it, like what was that like being at ESW? ESW is phenomenal. I'll start off by saying that like the roster members are as crazy as they seem. <laughs> like that, that, that. Uh, I, I there was one particular roster member who walked in, he had a TV with him. 
Okay. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm going through this today. That was yeah. his first thing he said to Alex G. Not hi, not how are you doing? I'm going through this TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, that was pretty much me with Efren, man. <laughs> pretty much. Wait, are you crazy bastard too? Oh yeah, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm batshit. As soon as Efren got here, we like I was walking him back to like the place he was gonna be staying, and I pointed at the table. I said, I said one of us is going through this shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's ironic because we actually both did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but hey, so he was he wasn't wrong. No, that's true. But, but continue. We, well, go on. Yeah, yeah, um, you go. But I did. I will say, I did get the most authentic ESW experience I could have ever possibly asked for. Mm-hmm. When I uh, when I got there, um, it was just uh, myself and Alistair Alva, who's like a new a newer guy for the Shockwave seasons. Gotcha. Um, he was like he was the world champion uh, last season, uh, going into the, like the season finale and everything. Uh, great dude, I love that guy. Um, fucking, we get to the ring. And the previous week, they had filmed, like, a fucking deathmatch bullshit tournament for their Patreon. So, my first experience with ESW was grabbing a push broom and pushing all the glass out of the ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn. I think that's I so see. fucking fitting. And I also can't – I can't spoil when it comes out, but I will say, for everyone who will tune into this eventually, fucking please – when it does come out, go watch my match with Jacob Prodigy. That got to be continued on everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one of the best matches I've ever had. Well, that's that's awesome. But uh, how, how did it feel the moment that you got that, that interstate championship? Oh, dude, it was – dude, it was so good. I'm not even going to lie. Like, literally, like, I, I usually I usually wear my, like, emotions on my face. It's like a lot, like a lot of the times, like, in MEBW, they'd be like – People uh-huh. were just like, oh, yeah, that moment was made because you were literally fucking crying. And I'm like, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> but for ESW, when I – like, around the time I had, like, whipped Blake Pierce around for the Rainmaker, I was like, bro, this is unreal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I fucking made it all the way across the country. Bro, I'm wrestling in a 20 by 20 ring for the company I've always wanted to wrestle for. Nice. And I'm debuting as a surprise and winning the championship, dude. Like, that literally is, like, what you fucking strive for as a competitor. Yeah. Bro, and when the, fans, to... when the fans witness that, like, that's, like, a big holy shit moment, you know? Yeah, and even better than that is after I had won the title, we went immediately into me versus Jacob Prodigy. And after the match with Jacob, um, all of the roster was impressed with me. Nice. Because – the, the roster, I can tell you right now, every single one of them, they do not give a shit about backyard wrestling outside of ESW. That is why it's so secluded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's because, and that's the reason I respect them so much, uh, Alex G has a vision for his fucking product. Yeah. He knows what he wants. I can't tell you, like, like I literally can't tell you, but I can't tell you the painstaking fucking detail he goes through to make Shockwave look so good, bro. He slaves away on that fucking product. Mm-hmm. And when I impress the other roster members that aren't inherently like familiar with me, because the only people that were familiar with me before I had went was Alex yeah. and Austin, uh, Jacob Prodigy and Blake Pierce. Every other person either wasn't familiar with me or they didn't give a shit who I was, to be honest. Okay. But after I'd finished my match, everyone was compl- complimenting me. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. 
No, yeah, but that that was, that was crazy, man. No, so another really quick thing I can talk about too is uh, <laughs> so this isn't uh, the only so this isn't the only Texas company I work for because I work for WCEF as well. Uh huh. Um, so when I went down for WCEF, um, it was very cool because I wrestled. I shit you not. Uh, twenty-two matches in two days. Wow. And that doesn't include build, promos, fucking blah, 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 blah. Can't spoil that stuff because none of it's like, not all of it's out yet. But I will yeah. say the one, the one interesting thing that did happen was I had filmed a match with this guy named Tyler Lee there. And when I wrestled, when I wrestled him initially, the first time I went to Texas, he had this like party frat boy fucking LMFAO gimmick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and the match went like five minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. Unintentionally. Mostly because I was tired. Mostly because I wanted the match to get done. Yeah. All right. Hey, you're heading back out to wrestle this guy next. And I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. Um, so I wrestled him, blah, 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 blah. And then while I'm in Texas for ESW, I'm getting texts from the main uh, guy that books WCEF. And he's like, bro, you got to come out to WCEF one more time because this dude changed his fucking gimmick. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I went back out and I refilmed another match for WCEF with his new character before I had went to ESW and trained. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's, like, it's a, it's so cool, like, actually being able to, like, sit here and talk to you guys about, like, how many fucking random backstage experiences and stuff that I have, because a yeah. lot of the time, all you see is the YouTube product. For sure. So, and, and if it's fun asking, like, how was your traveling? Like, how, how was that experience? Oh, I'll tell you right now. Um, I go through it when I travel, bro. So, spoiler alert, this is for all, all the other backyard wrestlers who want to travel and stuff. Um, the way to do it, very incredibly cheap, and the reason I'm able to make it to so many places um, is two reasons. One, I get in contact with people, and I get well-liked enough that they'll let me stay at their place. And True. that's a big risk on both of our parts because – Literally, that's like the opposite of what fucking our parents told us. Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> we're all like, like on the last episode, I told caution, like, because we never met in person, but we pretty much grew up watching each other's content. Like, I drove, like, I shit you not, like half of the country to North Carolina to somebody that I never met before, and I didn't even tell my parents about that until I got <laughs> back. I have a, I have a question though. Since since the last <laughs> podcast, have you told her? No, damn it! I, I mean, sure, I'll tell her when the time is proper. I mean, it's like it's not a big deal anymore. But like, I just you have like to I don't want to be like, hey, mom, I know I didn't tell you all like a few months ago, but I went to North Carolina. Will you make you know? like a will you make like a hidden camera video for this reaction? Oh, like, dude, just, that'd be oh, great. That'd be some girl. great ACW network. Content. Yeah, then I'll show her like what what I actually did my time in in North Carolina. Like I'll show her like this table spots the the when you spear me to the the Titan Tron, you know. Yeah, make oh like, God, watch the you highlight video. Like, mom, shit that. mom beats. <laughs> like, like mother destroyer reacts to highlights of devils. <laughs> too. For real. what I'm planning to do, I'm gonna make her sit down. I'm gonna make her watch the entire highlights, but I'm also gonna like record her 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 reaction, and I'm gonna post it on the ACW and see how it goes. Maybe she, hopefully, she doesn't either pull out the chancla or the, the belt. You know. Oh, <laughs> I don't even recognize the first object, which means it's going to give you a concussion. <laughs> Somebody caught the EMTs, you know? Yeah. Oh, shit. Good God almighty. I mean, 
growing up Hispanic, like that was a nightmare. I mean, it still is, but yeah. Yeah, no, my the white people equivalent to that for me was, believe it or not, you know what? I'll drop something, some lore information here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom is black. Okay. Yeah, so my mom would beat the shit out of me with whatever she could get her hands on. Oh shit! <laughs> my mom just paintbrushed my face. <laughs> like if we're out in the store, like she would either hit me where like the camera's not showing, or like if we're standing in front of the camera, like she'll be smiling at me and she'll be like, "We'll wait until we get home." <laughs> my mom don't care. My mom pepper me in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's my mom. Bro. She, she's she's cooking with fucking frying pans. I'm getting hit with that hot ass pan, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Fuck. Well, do we have the same mom? Like. <laughs> uh, Actually, bro, are we stepbrothers? Or are we Will Ferrell and that other guy I always forget the name of? John C. Riley. Mom, is our mother part of the multiverse or what? <laughs> oh, multiverse, dude. Don't get me started on, like, Marvel, bro. I could do an entire podcast separate from that with this. Maybe we could do that another time, you know? Oh, I'd be down. For um, real. Did I will you know, say, did finish, you know um, when I went to go watch it. Oh, shit. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, I got to get this information out there because I know there are okay. a lot of people that aspire to do similar things to me. But okay. number one, get in contact with people to the point that they are willing to drive to the airport to get your ass. And then number two, um, buy cheap flights. Because I will tell you right now, um, top 10 worst moments of my life, going to Texas and coming back from Texas. You know why? Okay. Because listen to this. I got trips to Texas both ways, round trip. For $300 each. What do you mean by is, round trips? Round trips meaning... Oh, round trips. Okay, I get you now. Yeah, I so like I go it. there and I come back, and that's the full price of the ticket. That's um, what I did during my time in BTW. Yeah, so you can understand that like $300 for a round trip ticket halfway across the fucking country, if not all the way, is incredible. Yeah. yeah. But the drawback of such a cheap ticket is you're taking away um, the convenience of flying faster for your time. Mm-hmm. So each of those trips had an overnight layover, which Damn. means I had to stop in either Georgia or Florida and then stay there for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And that shit was miserable. <laughs> yeah. Just, just out of curiosity, cause this happened to me, but like it was after the taping, like there was an overlay, like let's say the overlay is like 10 hours. Like what do you do? Like during that time span? Oh, I make sure my phone is charged. I watch videos. Uh, I have a Nintendo Switch that I play a lot of games on. Nice. Um, I hope none of the battery life runs out because otherwise I'm staring at the wall or I'm talking to weird people in the airport. <laughs> sure. Would Would you say, would you ever take a small naps or no? I take small naps? No, I don't trust being out in public. Not at See, all. See, that's what no. I was thinking when that happened to me. Yeah, bro. Uh, no, I will say I did have a genuinely funny experience on the first uh, plane trip to ESW. Okay. Um, I sat down and I had my switch out and I was playing Smash Bros by myself. And the guy next to me like looks over and he's like, uh, hey, <laughs> okay. you, playing, you playing Smash Bros? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, can I play? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, And then for 45 minutes straight, this dude murdered me. Wow. And I'm not I'm not one of those guys that like sit here and say like you know like I'm genuinely like good at a video game, but I'm pretty fucking good at Smash Bros. Okay. I've grown up playing the series. Yeah. And at one point I'm just like, dude, what's the fucking issue here? Like you <laughs> like 
you're kicking my ass. It's not even like comparable. Uh huh. <laughs> I shit you not. This guy is a Smash Bros. professional player, and uh-huh. the landlord that he was on, he was going to Paris to compete in a fucking tournament. Yeah, Brad is crazy. Yeah, dude, and I'm like, I got I got a few stocks off of him, but uh-huh. like, <laughs> like the chances of me sitting down next to this guy. I, it was over. Like as soon as I sat down, this dude was gonna murder me. <laughs> sure, that is crazy. like 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 me because I'm a gamer. Like I, I wouldn't consider myself good, but like you know, I guess I'm like you know, I do pretty good gaming, I guess. But when I go against a tryhard, like it hits different. Like come on, like you're trying your best, and he's just treating you like nothing, you know? Yeah, no, I hate that. Wait, Derek, I wait until you like randomly fucking stumble across a pro at some game, bro, where they literally like spend. Hundreds of thousands of fucking hours in fucking training mode. Uh-huh. Right. This dude, like, me, this dude was hitting me with combos that I'd see in compilations and I'd like fucking real. in <laughs> in real life. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's so relatable because like I'll play like Mortal Kombat online and they just keep like doing moves that I can't even do until like I mastered that shit for like a month, you know? Yeah, fighting game people scare the shit out of me. I know. <laughs> like hell, I, I have a video game, like a huge ass video game collection. If you didn't notice, but you know, it's, but when the other people are like fucking tryhards, like they kind of piss you off, you know? Oh yeah, dude. Um, what was I gonna say? Is there? Any, I'm trying to think. Is there any company I haven't like particularly talked about? Well, th- this is what I was thinking because like you and I we've practically been to TWF, but we've been to different TWFs, you know? Oh yeah, you're right. I thought that was like something cool. Most common names. Yeah. DWF's a fun experience. Um, like with the guys. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure a few of the t- the guys will listen listen to this, but like, I I've said this to them in person. Um, but a lot of the stuff with TWF is they don't um, they don't treat it as seriously as I do. Because this is just this is like. Like, this is a hobby for me, but I also treat my hobbies very seriously. This right. is just, like, a hobby to them. This is, like, what video games are to them, basically. Okay. Like, you know, like if they have the time for it, they'll show up and they'll care. But, like, mm-hmm. if they don't, if there's anything else going on, they're not going to be there. Yeah. Um. So, it's very hard to tape with them. And with that, I will say, I love the TWF guys. And I know when they hear this, they're going to be very mad at me. But um, I think a lot of the product for TWF is kind of booty. <laughs> <laughs> Not not because the guys don't like fucking like when they actually get there and they care and they want to wrestle that it's like horrible. It's okay. just I have, I've had zero time to actually like sit there and train them and like do anything with them. And they are like the purest forms of backyard wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I'm sure when Apache King hears this, he's going to agree. But a lot of them have a lot of stuff they have to work on. Okay. Uh, uh, they do care, though. Which, um, starting next year, uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to be, like, in more of a leadership position helping them. Um, hopefully nice. get to where um, we want. Eventually getting crossover talent in, because that's, like, my main goal, is, like, get yeah. them good enough. Like, I trust them enough that they'll be there when I get these crossover people to come out. Okay. But TWF, overall, it's fine. Like, guys are good. Um, I wish I wish we'd be able to take more. But when I am there, um, I will say it's very directionless, too. Uh, that's okay. one thing that I'm going to try to fix next year. Is like I feel like any of the uploads we do can just be uploaded whenever the fuck. Because like, there isn't any like, like production. Schedule? 
Okay. Yeah, there isn't any production to show where we are in the story, essentially. Yeah. Like, each video is its own video. And, like, mm-hmm. it's cool that people subscribe and stuff like that. But, like, here's something in Backyard Wrestling we can all relate to and talk about. is all the goddamn pedophiles. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good God. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That is – that. This, okay. This that is, is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. It and needs I'm to be addressed. Address it. Uh-huh. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Motherfucking Tom Saffone. I've oh. never seen people so down bad for people, bro. <laughs> I know. And if you think about it, we're like a few years ago, like we were considered as kids, you know? I mean, now we're adults, but yeah. It's still, yeah, that's why, that's, that's why most of the pedos don't ever comment on me because I'm not in their fucking age range. <laughs> I get right. I get a I get a comment every single TWF video. Do a tombstone. For real. Tombstone. Like, did you not watch Devil's <laughs> Night? Like, come on. Like, I literally the ended fuck? the match with a tombstone, bro. Yeah, like come on. Like how like they that can have been any more perfect than that. Like, come on. They they will comment anything. They like they have the weirdest fucking fetishes I've ever seen in my life, dude. Yeah, like, bro. It's turned on by a sleeper. Uh-huh. <laughs> can you zoom in on the faces more at the end of the matches whenever yeah, the can person's you, can you lost? Shirt off, foot pins, fucking take <laughs> shoes off. Um, can you do more taunts and stuff? You know? <laughs> God damn! Like I don't care to a certain extent because, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like that, that's one of the reasons. Like a lot, a lot of good. Backyard wrestling channels get views is they they do put sus ass fucking thumbnails. I ain't gonna cap. For like, okay, I'm I'm not gonna say this just being a dick, but to be honest, CBW wrestling needs better work on their thumbnails. CBW, yeah. Are we going into full shoot mode here? Do you want my full opinions? Okay, look. Okay, here before we do that, <laughs> look, I had an idea for Beyond the Yard. There was a thing that I wanted to do. Like, let's say 30 minutes in the episode, I wanted to like have like a button where it has like a sound effect. And has like guns blazing. Would be like pew 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 pew. Then like my guess, he'll be like, "What is that?" Then I'll be like, "Well, if you haven't noticed, it's time for the shooting range." You know? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you have the fucking. You remember that fucking button thing that uh, iCarly would press before? Yes, that's yes. exactly that's what I had in mind. <laughs> dun, dun, then like. <laughs> Or yes. the theoretical gun shooting off right now? Or are you about to ask me a bunch of different company opinions? Because I could yeah. shoot. CBW. I mean... They have so much like stuff they can work on, bro. I love Jacob Wayne. Okay, so let me let me let me air this out there for the people that have listened for an hour and thirty minutes and are still listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me and Jacob Wayne are fine. We are perfectly <laughs> like fine in terms of like talking to each other and stuff. And a lot of the stuff that we do is just like working everybody like business related yeah business related it, it's just a hype up man like dude jacob wayne shut the fuck up why are you talking about jack delta again like that, <laughs> that's, that's why i keep making memes about him for um, real but cbw and like i i can say this because like it's general criticism and if he gets mad about it he gets mad about it i don't care um they need a lot of work like their screen their like intro is like screen recorded True. like and you can <laughs> Not, not, and not like screen recorded off a phone. It's like it was on a different phone and then like recorded from a different phone. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, their, their, their cutouts are absolute butt. It looks like fucking like someone like screenshotted shit from Instagram and then just like cut them out from there. For real. Yeah. Um, and this is just me, but like sometimes it's not like the right 
size. Like when you put one person next to the other, it's not like <laughs> the same yeah. size. Yeah, bro. But that's just me, though. <laughs> no, it isn't just you. <laughs> it's me okay. too. Um, uh-huh. um, I'm not gonna go into particulars with certain people because I do respect the people, and eventually I might work with them. Eventually, I might not. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them need work. A lot of them uh-huh. are very, very uh, not good. Like, for lack of a better term, like they have a lot of stuff they can work on. Okay. Um, that's why. That's why when I'm doing my callouts and stuff, I'm only particularly talking about Jacob Wayne because yeah. I've seen him with better competitors that aren't from CBW work an actual match and be good. Uh huh. I don't know if you saw that video where like uh, CBW wrestling like announced Wrestle Throne. I don't know oh, if you've yeah. seen that video. Personally, I watched it. Half of it was just him talking about me. Yeah. I mean, I know he mentioned, you know, Derek Destroyer, and he also mentioned Caution, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe there is a, a universe where all, all three of us are at uh, Russell Throne, and who knows? Maybe there's not. Who knows? Multiverse is a weird place, right, Derek? Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I agree with you. But what was I going to say? Yeah, because you know how earlier you were talking about, like, hell, we could talk about Marvel for, like, hours, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was one thing I wanted to state. Um, the, um, when Spider-Man came out, it's, it's, it's about to be crazy because Spider-Man No Way Home almost came out, like, almost a year ago, you know? Yep. So when I went to go watch it, me and the boys, you know, we wanted to go dress up as the, the Sinister Six. Like, I thought Damn, that'd be pretty cool. Six people going to the theater with you? That's almost more impressive than you guys wanting to dress up. <laughs> exactly. But, like, they didn't, like, you know, wanted to buy the costume or they didn't want to put the effort. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to wear my my symbiote Spider Man suit. And I posted on Instagram. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was me posing as Spider Man in front of the poster. That's dope as shit. Yeah. Then I was going around. I was, like, fucking mimicking Tobey Maguire. I was like, I'm going to put dirty in your eyes and stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you do the did you do the dance right yeah, before? Yeah, like you it's on YouTube. Like on my affirmation, like I'm doing the the where you the the finger the the gun point, you know? Yeah, I was doing that, and I, how I even brought my speaker and I was like blasting that shit during the movie theaters. We're like not in the movies, but like in the yeah. session stuff. But not a lot of people like understood the reference, but like you know they're not. Well, because Spider Man, Spider Man. Okay, so here's here's one thing that we can talk about too is uh. I feel like a lot of people just follow like trends and they don't like, they don't care about like shit outside of that. It's like, like give me a dollar for every time you've heard God of War Ragnarok is the best game of all time. I know. (laughs) Uh, um, What's the game of the week this week? Is it uh, Sonic Frontiers? Like Sonic Frontiers is Uh, the best game? Look, the moment you said that, look, right now in my hands, I know you can't see this, but by the time this video is uploaded and if you're watching from my camera, I have a poster of Sonic Frontier, but good God Almighty. Yep. But go on. But people do that with everything, dude. They do that with movies. They do that with TV shows. Like, like I, how many, like, how many times have you fucking heard Squid Games, bro? And you've never even watched the show. Or you did all, because it was so like, popular. Okay, I watched it because, like, everybody was always talking about it. I like the show, but, like, I just hate how people are, are always talking about it. Not that it's bad or anything, but, like, for example, on TikTok, they would always use the sound effects and shit. Like, it kind of got annoying, you know? Yeah, no, people do that with everything, though. But then like when, that, like... Um, what is it called, them? They made a new Netflix show. It's like the Addams Family, Wednesday, you know? That yep. shit was garbage. That shit was garbage. I prefer yeah, the 1990, <laughs> 1991 Addams Family. 
People yeah, right. can pump out fucking anything nowadays and people will like it because it's just like a popular thing and some type of thing because they can't they don't have critical fucking mindsets when it comes to like watching anything they that's just true. watch it and they're like oh that's fucking neat and then they uh-huh. move on i feel like every movie in 2022 is just like they're just grabbing movies from like the 90s and just trying to remake shit uh-huh. just just oh yeah no it's all shit all movies are either sequels or remakes. There's no, they're like, and then yeah. once in a great while, there's something original. But by For original, real. by original, I mean they took someone else's idea and then they shoved fucking uh, Brad Pitt or like Adam Sandler or like a recognizable name, so you actually go and see the movie. True. Yeah, very true. Because no one's gonna go see fucking uh, fucking Daddy's Home if fucking Mark Wahlberg isn't in it. Like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like sure, you may watch it when it's on Netflix, you know, like just to see yeah, what's sure. what what's about. But like, there's a movie um, uh, I like it a lot because the dude from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, Bob or Durkin, is in it. Last year they made a movie. It was called Nobody. I don't know if you heard about that movie. So it's pretty I feel much. Like I remember seeing the poster for it. Yeah, so it's pretty much like a John Wick movie, but it's from like a Family Man's point of view. Interesting. I, I like that concept, yeah, and, and I like the movie because like. Sure, it's it's from the same people that brought you um John Wick, but like I saw it different as John Wick because I never seen a John Wick movie, believe it or not. Like, sure, a lot of people always talk about John Wick. <laughs> What's that? John Wick is okay. So let me let me describe something for you real quick. Okay. Action movies are best when they don't have the WWE cut, and if you don't know what I mean by the WWE cut, <laughs> the <then Marine>. sorry, <laughs> sorry to ruin WWE for every single person that watches this. Every time a move hits in WWE, they switch camera angles. True. Yeah. Every time. Sorry for ruining it. Go watch any match from the past like 10 years. Uh-huh. Um, so action movies are the same way with me. Uh-huh. I hate the action movies that have WWE cuts. Every time they punch, they switch camera angles because it's true. clearly they switch to like stunt doubles and shit. John uh-huh. Wick is not one of those movies. John Wick is like purely you can see Keanu Reeves doing all his action shots. Uh-huh. It's long, continuous scenes. That's why I love movies like that. I love uh, The Raid. I love uh, the Daredevil Marvel show. For real. Uh, anything like that. that that's Because it takes actual talent to produce that stuff and not just fucking 10 bajillion camera codes. Uh-huh. Like, for example, like this is what I like about DC. I mean, sure, a lot of people say, oh, what do you like DC? Or like Marvel's better stuff. But like the Batman, for example, like his films, like, what I like about Batman, the films, is they rely more on practical effects than CGI and stuff. Yeah. So like, especially, like, on the fighting scenes, you know, like, they put a lot of effort behind that, especially when you, if you had a chance to watch the, the new Batman movie, you know? I have not watched the new Batman movie. I've heard good things, but uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not, I'm giving DC a few years to actually, like, get good and make all their projects good before I it's, watch It's them. sad that, like, they're fucking up DC, like, to be honest. Well, it's because they choose the wrong people and they choose the wrong actors. I know. Like, fucking Bat- Ben Affleck as Batman is like the worst casting decision ever. I see. I mean, the person, the it's not that I disagree Affleck with you. Batman is the same person that made Chris Pratt Mario. True. <laughs> the thing I don't like about the new Mario movie is that Chris Pratt doesn't put the Mario voice, you know? <laughs> like, come on, like, you had That's one job. Like, come on, like, you supposed to say... Everybody knows how Mario sounds like. It's like it's, it's me, Mario. Mario. Like, yeah. how can you not say that? Like, come on. At least they no, got Luigi, like, right? You know. 
Yeah, no, everybody else sounds fantastic. Like, Jack Black Bowser is the most base thing on the entire internet right now. Yes. <laughs> and fucking Chris Pratt literally was just like, you can tell that motherfucker just took that paycheck, bro. Like, <laughs> like, they, they, wow. like, so there's these things that they do called Nintendo Directs where, like, they'll, like, announce something and then they'll be like, hey, here's some extra interviews and stuff like that. You can tell Chris Pratt filmed his in, like, three minutes and he just bullshitted everything he said. <laughs> yeah. But the he's way like, I see like, it with me and Mario go uh-huh. way back. Yeah. Hell, like, since I'm a video game collector, do you know what a Nintendo Entertainment System is? Oh, my God. Derek, don't sit here and, like, act like I'm not, like, uh, I'm well-versed in video games. I probably know more no, about no, video games. No, no, I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that to the fans so they could be aware of it. But oh, okay. I, fair. I actually own... Uh, Super Mario Bros. slash Duck Hunt con, uh, cartridge. Based. <laughs> and it still works. Hell, hell, come on. Like, I bought that during like a garage sale and I thought it was a pretty cool find because how much do you know? Like, how many people do you know that owns like an NES, you know? Like, original, not the, the small one that comes with like 50 games or 100, you know? Not many, to be honest. Um, True. I will say, do we have any more uh, backyard wrestling questions? For because we are, uh, what about you? Caution an hour and 40 minutes, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Let me let me look back at my notes here. Uh, I just gotta scroll through your 17 championships. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would like to say, my time during BTW, we were chilling and I got to watch your match against Swift. Yeah, it was it was a pretty solid matchup. The only thing I remember getting really fucked up in that was he didn't tell me he was going for a uh, gut wrench suplex and he just like dropped my ass. Yeah, I remember when I watched that. I felt like, oh shit. Yeah, everything everything with that Swift match was pretty cool. Um, uh huh. Because because we had filmed that when RJS was out for MEBW. Mm-hmm. Um, and Swift didn't even debut on MEBW <laughs> like at all. <laughs> like he was wow. literally there for just that match. I yeah. think that's all. Pretty fucking cool. He only had one match, right? Or yep, it was just against me. Wow. And I'm not gonna lie, uh, I'm gonna get a little heat for it from uh, Ryan, but like up until that point, I didn't know who the fuck Swift was. <laughs> hmm. uh, so when he was like, "Hey, I got another guy who wants to come out and wrestle a match," uh, but I wanted to be an MEBW guy. I'm like, "All right, he's wrestling Raylo Lantana." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see. But, uh, but no, then I took the match. Uh. It was it was solid, man. Like it, it wasn't like fucking like it w- it wasn't my favorite match of all time, but like I I can go back and watch it, which is just yeah. Oh, good. But I, for sure, go, going back, I did find two more questions for you, which they both kind of go hand in hand together. So I'm gonna give them to you both at the same time because they're pretty much the same question: is who okay. are your top five favorite backyard wrestlers, and what is your dream BYW opponent? Ooh. Oh, all right. Top okay, so top. What was top five again? Yes, top five backyard wrestlers. Wrestlers like of all time. Yeah, of all time. All right, this go this list goes in no particular order because like my like mindset towards them changes every day. Gotcha. Oh, definitely. I I think top five backyard wrestlers of all time have to be like the actual most popular people because of what they've did for backyard wrestling in general. True. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. I'm not gonna like point you out and be like, ah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
It's like, ah, he's popular. It's like, well, he's one of the only ones you can really find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, there's a fucking reason that they're popular. Um, exactly. Uh, number number one, no particular order, uh, Matt DeMorest. Uh, he isn't particularly, like, talked about too much anymore. But, like, I guarantee you in your lifetime, you've seen a clip from him and you don't know that you've even seen a clip from him. Um, right. He was doing He was doing stuff in backyards... 15 years before AEW Dynamite was doing the shit that they're doing, and he did it better. Mm-hmm. On the ground. No training. I don't know if he got trained or not, but Matt DeMorris, 10,000%. And, like, I, I would go as far as to say that that is my dream opponent. Like, if I if I, if I I was as buckled down and say, like, of the people that I've, like, taped stuff with that I'm not allowed to talk about and um, different companies and everything, if I were to bring one person back to the yard or even go to the fucking indies to face – it would 100% be Matt DeMars. Okay. Um, I just respect him a lot and a lot of stuff that he's done. He acknowledges me sometimes, um, but not enough that he's ever shown interest in like having a match. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. I hope one day I get big enough in backyard wrestling, so, something that changes his mind. Um, but he's my number one, like without a shadow of a doubt. Um, number two, I'll say two and three, uh, Wicked J. Nice. Uh, just because, like, obviously, like, I feel like if you've heard of backyard wrestling, it's probably through Wicked J and everything mm-hmm. that he's done. Yeah. And even though he isn't, like, around anymore for unfortunate circumstances and stuff, the legacy that he left for, with backyard wrestling is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I can't tell you, I, dude, I can't, you could pay me a dollar for how many fucking Joker gimmicks and Juggalo gimmicks I've seen in backyard wrestling. And, yeah. I wouldn't be able to buy WWE with that money. Like, like, <laughs> um, uh, Austin G is another one. I think he's a phenomenal talent. and He's been doing it since he was tiny, bro. He's been doing oh, it yeah. since, like fucking like 10. Yeah, man. I, I, I've um, watched for a long time of ESW. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I think those are the most important people for backyard wrestling. Um, I know a lot of people love Cage. Um, but believe it or not, I never really tuned into, uh, KBW. What? Yeah. Wow. Maybe I might get a bunch of flack for that and I'll go watch it. But like, (laughs) I feel like cage is almost like, don't hate me for this. Cause I'm like, this is like casual opinion here, but cage is in a very similar vein to, uh, Grimm from Grimm's toy show where a lot of their YouTube channel is carried by their personality more so than like their actual product. Okay. And I feel like, I feel like people like cage for cage. Mm-hmm. Understandable. I mean, what I see, uh, what I seen from KBW, I, I didn't like, cause that was one of the channels that I seen that it wasn't just cage. Cause you can like, cause every backyard wrestling channel, like 90% of them, like the person who owns the channel is the champion. And he was like, one of the first people, like, you put the championship on him, but then whenever, like, you had AK-47 come in, and, like, AK-47 was just, like, a good hit. Like, you could really tell that they knew the business at that point whenever they mm-hmm. were just, like, 14. Like, they, they knew more than just backyard wrestle beat up each other on a trampoline. Like, they knew ring psychology without yeah. even, like, really realizing it at, like, fucking 13, 14, whenever they were doing it. Like, they were really fucking good. For sure. Like, yeah, no, I love when people pick up on that way earlier than because 
I feel like to a certain extent they probably did look into it because there's no way you like accidentally discover not yeah. a fucking. Mm-hmm. That. Um, so age isn't one of them. Uh, I don't know. Um, outside of that, like I feel like those are like the main people that everybody associates backyard wrestling with. So like the rest of it is just kind of like what I think current BYW like fans at. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also mentioned uh, Grimm's Toy Show. So, and I also seen you posted them earlier on in the week. So, so what's up with that? Oh, I'm doing that solely for clout. I want to face Grimm so I can be on a fucking channel that has 50 bajillion million views for no reason. Yeah. That'd be agreed. fucking dope. Agreed. I could watch Grimm's Toy Show. I don't watch Grimm's Toy Show. <laughs> I, I, I just want to face Grimm because I think it's funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> Genuinely. I, I don't need more, bro. But I used to I used to actually get get into it whenever I was like starting to do backyard wrestling. Like I used to watch like the videos every week for like a couple months, but then I was for like, real. "This is stupid." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like this is this is retarded. Why am I still watching this? I feel like I'm losing brain cells more and more every day. Like, um, yep. The the one yeah. thing I like, I mean, there's a lot of things I like about Grim's Tour Show because I grew up watching that. But one thing I really fucking love about Grim's Tour Show is the his friend that he has him, he calls him Freddy Fuckface, Freddy Fish Farts. You remember? Yeah. The and he's like so obsessed with John with. Cena. <laughs> oh my fucking God. All the names that he comes up with. See, no, Grimm's Toy Show just reminds me of like, like iCarly humor, but like the time that Fred was there. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like funny, like fucking wacky. Like, it was like the start of when like, the internet really made you start losing your fucking brain. Like, yeah. vines, vines and TikToks. You oh. know, like... Um, he just reminds me of what I'm going to be like when I'm, like, 40. To, to be honest, For I don't there anything past... Because, uh, like, I, I, really, I kind of want to say myself. Like, even if that's really fucked up, but, like, I can't name a person that's been to more companies than me. That's um, true. Okay. At the same time, I can also say, like, Maximus Roman... Because I really respect what he did with EBW. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, there's like a lot of like minor people, but no one's like really like. Because I, I think grand scale things and Same stuff, and I'm talking like, I could walk up to like a random person at like say a wrestling event, not on the street, because backyard wrestling is not that big. True. But like a random person at a wrestling event and be like, hey, have you ever watched ESW before? And there's like a good fucking chance that someone's watched that fucking shit before. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it just takes a lot of dedication because you said that, you know, traveling to a lot of different federations, like, hell, like, I try to do something like that, too. Like, in my 2020 promo, where, like, I pretty much, you know, call out everybody, which, you know, I got big heat, not going to lie. But the the concept behind that was just to, like, have, like, dream matches with him, you know, like, have the ability to, like, travel to them, you know? Yeah, and go to places. Yeah. Because... Here's something I do respect about you, Derek. And like, I feel like a lot of people can take from you in comparison to how they do their traveling and stuff Uh is you actually aim to go to the big places. You go to the places with like subscribers and like decent amount of views and like Mm -hmm. some variety of names and stuff. Definitely. A lot of fucking people. Yeah. Travel to what they can go to. And it's mm-hmm. the most winky dink fucking fed you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> right. I mean, I've, I've traveled to JNA and I thought like that was pretty dope until, you know, I dislocated my knee. Then I kind of went downhill. Then, you know, next year, the year after that, I started talking to caution and, you know, we made 
a match that not a lot of people thought it would have happened. And a year after that, we had a rematch. And, you know, it still feels unbelievable if you ask me. Yeah, no, JNA was good. Uh, BTW was a big one. TBW was big for you as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad because, like, 90% of the time when someone, like, announces that they've gone to a new federation, it's like I've never heard of that federation. And if I haven't heard of that federation, that means no one's heard of that federation. <laughs> True. Because, like, I can't – I can name hundreds of backyard wrestling federations that I'm aware of, and I'm aware of, like, storylines and stuff that have gone on in them yeah. and stuff. And just, like – I think the biggest problem with backyard wrestling is everyone wants to book. True. No one, no one's fine with just, like th- – th- there's two things wrong. Obviously, number one is, like, everyone can't travel, and no one's close enough to have, like, a co- coherent company. But yeah. that is uh-huh. – you can pre-tape stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. I – I literally have like a fucking six month, seven month WCEF run, mm-hmm. and I filmed it in two days. Yeah. Uh, See, that's lot... what happened with my time in BTW. Like we filmed late May, and like it ended till late November. Yeah. No. See, I okay. So BTW, you want my shoot opinion on all the BTW stuff? Go ahead. <laughs> um, it was fine outside of the like CBW undercard people. But to fill out that much time period stuff, you guys had so much jobber shit on there that, like, I tuned out. I'm not going to lie. That's, no, I understand. Like, I wouldn't, and, I'm not trying to, like, shoot on Ryan or anything, but, like, I felt like quality over quantity, you know? Yeah, like, I would much rather you guys um, would have gone and done build than have, like, fucking Invisible Man on the product at all. True. The one thing um, I would say is that on ACW, because we had Skullface and BTW, like, you know, like, Skullface, he kind of, like, faced a lot of jobbers over there. But, like, in ACW, like, he faced, he was, like, world champion, and hell, he even shaved my head, you know? Like, it kind of felt like a bit of a downgrade, if you ask me. Yeah, to a certain but, extent. It's, like, uh, I'm not gonna lie, when, it, like, very rarely in backyard wrestling do you get good masked luchador characters because mm-hmm. everyone and their mom associates when you see a luchador mask in backyard wrestling, it's just the main guy of the company under a mask and they're a jobber. It's like whenever, whenever I see jobber versus jobber stuff, I'm like, it just means they couldn't get enough people to that taping to actually film something that that's true. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I would. That's the only thing I would have changed about BTW's like season is like I tuned in for the bigger matches. Like I watched like um, anytime it was like any combination of like BSU, Jacob Wayne, RJS, and Swift. Yeah. Anything outside of that, I was asleep. I'm not gonna lie. Uh huh. For sure. I mean, don't get me wrong, because like with ACW, like we did use a bunch of mass characters, but that was just to fill in. Like especially when we did the Rumble, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, I can't tell you. Like, literally the only Rumble I've ever seen in my life in backyard wrestling that wasn't mass characters was VTW. Mm-hmm. Every other Rumble I've ever seen has been, like, it's been me four times, but I'm playing fucking Mankind and Dude Love. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, For sure. But, no, I do appreciate people fucking um, trying to go out of their way to put on a good product and stuff with mass characters. But the issue is is when they do these mass characters and stuff, they do no like semblance of like making it not look like them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you can clearly fucking tell it's him. 
but now I'm supposed to believe it's this other guy. Like, no, you didn't even change your fucking recording location when you did your promo. Like, mm-hmm. And uh, one thing, one thing I would say, especially like when you're playing a different character, like some people would just put on like a mask, but like, like with Skullface, I like to like have that character, like wear different like attires, like, you know, like just so suspension of disbelief, you know? Yeah. You got to have stuff that makes you not look like you. Exactly. The biggest thing of being a mask character, we're supposed to believe that this guy's from fucking parts unknown or Mexico. <laughs> exactly. Um, like change it up a bit, you know? Yeah. No, that's I think that's the that's my biggest thing with backyard wrestling is just like there needs to be like one group of people that like puts all their drama aside, they put everything aside, they focus on actually making a good product and actually learning camera work, commentary, editing, mm-hmm. uh getting decent enough at wrestling that it looks watchable, learning storylines, and then if stuff doesn't work out, learn how to rebook and make everybody happy. Because guess what? Literally, like, the first fucking, like, year or two of my career, all I did was lose. Mm -hmm. And and you want to know something really fucking surprising? Ever since I've come back back to wrestling, you know, there's, like, big grand return of Jack Delta from fucking indie wrestling and yard shit. Okay. Uh, I have not had a main world title push anywhere. I don't think I've ever challenged for a world title. I've been a fucking undercard little bitch ever since I've come back. But you uh-huh. know what I do? I put myself over on social media. That's true. I mean, I make everything that I do count. Mm-hmm. Like outside of that, what what else are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Exactly. But I'm fine with that though. Like, even even if even if I don't say it on camera that I'm fine being a fucking undercard person, some uh-huh. people have to be. And people just don't recognize that they're like, "Oh, I can't lose. I've got this entire idea for this fucking character, Wallace." Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they just fucking they they just have this big fucking suck up idea about losing and like, oh, it affects my character. And it's like, no, it doesn't. No one plus no one when you lose, but you exactly like when you lose. Like sometimes that's the fun part, you know? Like, okay, what could you do now since you lost? You know, like that's the fun part. Yeah, because yeah, fun, so like, exactly. Yeah, like for me, for example, like when I go into a match, everyone automatically expects me to win. So mm-hmm. when I lose, people are like, "Man, that's fucking weird. Why did Jack Delta just lose?" <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And if you don't have that expectation for yourself and for your character, and be fine with putting up, like, there's like a company that I'm going to soon that I'm not going to like really like talk about or explain stuff with, but mm-hmm. it's an undercard. It's an undercard slot. And yeah. stuff. I feel like, and I'm not going to say this to this guy, and he'll probably figure it out when he like listens to this. But like, I feel like he doesn't want to put me over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he has all these like random booking plans and stuff like that. Where yeah. like, if if I win this said championship, um, uh, I'm beating him in a triple threat, and I'm pinning the other guy, you know, and like I'm losing to him, mm-hmm. but I'm fine with that because it's for the betterment of his product and it's his vision. And if he doesn't see me capable of beating him, despite everything that I've done, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do want to say is that you could say I did have a chance to meet you. It was during the BTW crossover, you know? Yep. I, I think that's and like a good been... final thing to end on because this is two hours. I don't know if that exceeds all the other ones you've done. but <laughs> True. I mean, I did two hours with my, my, my homie, you could say that, from – from CMW though, Australian guys. Oh, BXB. Yes, BXB. Yeah, that dude's dope. Yeah. And they, they still and do like, like, 
Are they still doing stuff? Not necessarily, because, like, most of the time, like, when I talk to him, he's, like, working or, like, they're kind of doing their own stuff now. They're living their life, I guess you could say that. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's how it always goes. I know. <laughs> but, like, what I like to do, like, for example, for Devil's Night, like, I talked to BXB. I was like, hey, since you were there for the first night, I was wondering if you wanted to do the honors and being a part of it again. And he was, like, happy to be a part of it because, like, he liked the feeling of, like, you know, being on our show, like interact, interacting—you could say that, or like, or like just to be out there again, you know. Yeah, no, that's dope. Uh huh. Because all the way across the planet. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so when I did my podcast episodes, like our longest episode was like two hours and something, so we're like twelve hours apart. So I started filming like at two in the morning with him. Oh my god! Him, and said, like what? Over there would be like I don't know, like three in the afternoon or something. What the fuck? Yeah, just just the more you know. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. wild. Yeah, and you know, I I, I really enjoyed because you know that was his free time, I guess. And it's kind of hard talking to someone that's like twelve hours apart with you and like different time zones and stuff. So by the time we're sleeping, you know, you know they're awake, you know. Yeah, like they're doing their whole entire day. They could be mid fucking work shift, and you're like mid sleep. Exactly. That's and, wild. Um, yo, uh, caution. Yes, sir. You know how you mentioned, um, like, you know how you asked um, Jack Delta his top five backyard wrestlers. What about you? My top five backyard wrestlers. I, without a shadow of a doubt, put Cameron Jackson number one. That's my dog. Like he has. Well, that's, he, that's actually fitting. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, he's he's got he's got big shoes to fill, and. uh Number two, got to put AK-47 just because I like this heel character work in KBW. W, back in the day. that's a W. Yeah, KBW. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. how, that's how Mr. O used to say it. Yeah. But, uh, God, who who would I put at number three? You uh, know, actually, I'm thinking about it. I'd throw Cameron Jackson on my list, too. Uh-huh. Uh, I would have to put, I would have to put Nivon on there just because of, uh, just because of NUW and all he did with that, because it was it was really entertaining product. Yeah. Uh, God, I gotta I gotta think here. Like I got because I rarely watch backyard wrestling anymore, so I gotta like think back to when I did. Yeah. Dude, that, gotta, that goes back. To, that goes back to my point though. There's not like a definitive backyard thing anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta put Wicked J in there. Okay. Where are we at? That's that's four, right? That's four. Alright. I gotta find a good one for five. God. Whoever your number five is is gonna change after I send you Matt DeMore's videos. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be on I mean, technically it's true. CM Punk, he was a backyard wrestler. It's and funny I, that you mentioned that. I literally have that on my list right now. Because I made a yeah. list like the moment Jack Delta was talking about his top five, I put that on my list. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. I put CM Punk on there. Just be. I, I mean, I never even watched CM Punk shit, but I just. I don't even like CM Punk as a wrestler, much less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll put him as a backyard wrestler because that's that's what <laughs> I view him as. He, he looks like one man. He's the only guy that's on any roster that looks like a backyard wrestler. And he's no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna up you right now. There's one person on fucking AEW that literally has like a more backyard wrestling attire than me. Who? Eddie Kingston. Who? Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Okay, yeah, Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Eddie Kingston does. <laughs> I, 
Yeah, and he I could see it was like a backyard SW literally any day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like he no, but it's funny. Like yeah, tech. I know. <laughs> no, but it's funny that you mentioned that caution because, you know, CM Punk did did start off as a backyard wrestler, you know. Then, mm-hmm. so my top five, I guess this is like, I would say just like why would say that's my top five. You know, like there's a difference between top five and your Mount Rushmore. You know. Yeah. But I would say this is in different order. It's it's not in one to three or four or five order. But I would say one of them, number one, would be AK forty seven from KBW. Okay. I grew up watching them guys, especially the Rumble, like the the hype beat of the I I'm gonna win. You know, like holy yeah. shit, that was a ah. good ass hype. <laughs> the second position would be Maximus Roman, because I grew up watching on their old channel before it got deleted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably- I would have probably put Max on my list. I'd put mm-hmm. him over CM Punk. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad that I, I'm glad I had a chance to have Max Roman. I, I believe twice on the show because we talked about we talked about. As a matter of fact, we actually filmed our episode right after um, their last show. The last stand was uploaded, so I oh, got to cool. watch it. Then I got to do the podcast with him. Also, oh, it was a memory. Yes. So number three would be Matt Thunder from MEBW. And the moment that Matt Thunder and Maximus Roman collide, like, holy shit, it kind of felt like a fucking huge ass crossover, you know? Yeah. And my number four position would be uh, BXB from CMW. Because I, I love their matches, like the, the way that how smooth their matches are, you know, the flips and stuff like. How yeah. I can't even do shit like that. Like that still amazes me. Yeah, they're the best trampoline wrestlers I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I remember there was a few times like my time in BTW, I wore it you know, just to pay tribute to him. I thought it was like a nice nod. Yeah, no, that's very cool. Uh-huh. Jack, I, I don't know, Jack, I don't know if you were around for the, the days that backyard wrestling was done on hangouts, but uh do you remember uh Joe Razor by any chance? Joe Razor. That sounds yeah. vaguely familiar. Like, what, what was he associated with? Yeah, uh, he had. I, I, I think his original company was called JBW, and then he called it JRW for Joe Razor Wrestling. Like, no, and, but I'm gonna do research after this because oh, once I learn about something, I uh, go and watch. It. No, 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 no. This is what I was getting at. I was asking because I wanted to see if you knew, like, if this dude was okay or anything, because he deleted all the videos off of his channel. Wow. Oh no. Yeah, but this dude, he started so much shit like in the backyard wrestling community. Like he uh he he got in with a bunch of federations and they created this uh this product uh BYW Mania, I think. Uh, no. That, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. He was the leader of the cult. He was the leader of the cult. And uh yeah, man, we got into we got into some heated arguments with him over hangouts back then. I just I, I I just remember that. I just wanted to see if you knew who he was because like I, yeah, I went back to look I, at his channel. Yeah, no, I uh I remember all the arguments and stuff. I don't really remember like ever like particularly speaking to the guy, but I do remember that that being like a big fucking thing back then. Yeah, man. Like that was that was hangouts calls all the time. Like there was constantly people fighting over that shit. Like, wow. Yeah, man. Like my uh that's my like a account, deep. 
Yeah, my my counterpart in TWF, my uh, Ace Diamond, he got into like a, a very heated kind. Con- like it made him so mad that he was like outside beating the tree with a baseball bat, like to, oh, release, to release frustration. <laughs> like he was like so angry at, at this kid over like trampling wrestling that didn't matter. Like, uh-huh. like it, it was just it was just so funny to me because it was just over some dumb shit. Like we were we were so That's young. A- that's how fucking uh, Instagram drama be, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember... Like, especially when you call them out, you know? Oh, yeah, when you call them out. But even better than that is, like... Do you, Derek, do you, were you around for that fan poll that everybody got mad at? Yes. Yes, bro. Like, Mike Lopez did a fucking fan poll. And everyone rigged it certain ways so, like, the rounds would go funny as fuck. Yeah. And... <laughs> Someone beat somebody, bro, and I just remember that was my entire <laughs> fucking feed that day, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, bro, who cares? Like, of course, no one's ever even heard of the guy that won the fucking tournament. For like, real. Um, like, some people disagree on, like, how it went, but, like, it doesn't matter. Like, does it matter? You know, like, you know. It doesn't matter. That's the best exactly. part. Everyone gets so fucking angry about everything, bro. Like, sure, I guess it's fun, like, when you watch it, I'm like, oh, okay, like, who's going to win? But, like, you don't have to, like, make it a big deal out of it. Like, well, it's just... See, no, that's another thing, too, is just, like, a lot of people are so snarky on Instagram because that's, like, where a lot of views come from nowadays. True. You know, because it's just how everyone markets themselves and stuff. And even if, like, indie wrestlers or non-backyard wrestling fans find my page and stuff, they'll randomly, like, compliment me or make edits of me and stuff. And it's because I don't sit there and fucking get angry at everything all day. Yeah. Like... People like try to like people will say the worst shit in the world mm-hmm. on their Instagram, and then when they yeah. like are asked about it, they're like, "Oh, that's just my character." It's like that is not your fucking character. Bullshit! <laughs> You're just being an asshole. <laughs> exactly. But any any final questions? Uh, well, this ain't a question, but I just want to finish my top five. My number five would be Ray's Gainer Gunner Gainer. Oh, Rez Rez Gainer. Yeah, from from msw as a matter of fact i try to legit travel to them this year this summer to florida for to do a crossover but like they kind of like stop making videos and they stop replying then like i don't know like it's like how you said it's one of those channels that just go unnoticed you know like yep. they just and it's all because of that wwa stuff that i had mentioned at, le- at least in, at least in my head canon because mm-hmm. like they did those wwa trips they posted that last video, I think, of like that really good match between him and uh, Tyler Doom. Right. And then after that, they just stopped posting. So that's my headcanon. That's what I'm pretty sure happened with them. I see. Well, I would say this would be my final question. Um, what's your thoughts on BFW Super Show? BFW. I don't know if you heard about that. BFW Super Show. Are you talking about Boom Figs? Yes. Oh, um... I thought they were fine. I mean, I, I like the product enough that I like wanted to wrestle Eddie Bannon. Yeah. Because um, the reason why I, I asked that is because like uh, a few months ago, I believe it was in the summer, you had like guys like, um, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember his oh, name, but yeah, yeah, like they did like a crossover show, you know? And they yeah, wrestled it was like a, the ring. Yeah, it was basically like a mini MEBW taping. Pretty much. But, yeah, so they justified it by saying that, that it was a small indie show and uh-huh. That's why they were able to wrestle each other because everyone there was like trained to some certain extent, at least the people that had wrestled. 
Oh, definitely. Even even Maximus Roman. Maximus Roman, like spoiler alert, he went. Uh, he technically trained with CZW. Okay. He didn't graduate, but he technically trained there. Yeah. So everyone on that show was technically an indie wrestler, so they counted it as an indie show. But that shit was a yard show. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm just saying, is everybody um, from New Jersey trained by CZW? I think so. <laughs> that is crazy. Wow. Is Jordan Oliver trained there? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, because uh, Cameron Jackson, he told me a story about how he trained with CZW, and he's from New Jersey, and he uh, they made him take a bump on the, the wood from the top rope. Fuck that, bro. I would have walked out that day. I think he said he did after he did it. <laughs> wow. I would have done it. That, that's unsafe as shit, bro. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Because he, he caution you, you, you'll fucking realize this if you if you do end up coming out of retirement and wrestling more. But you have a bump card, bro. Like no matter how much fucking Darby Allen tries to fucking hide from it, you have a you have a bump card, and eventually your bumps are going to catch up to you, and you're going to be walking around like a zombie. Oh, that's yeah. true. I mean, I wouldn't say I take bumps from wrestling rinks, but I do take bumps from like horses because I work with horses, and you know, there's like bronchi ones, you know, and if you don't like focus or like if you don't have a good hold you know you fall and like sure i've taken like some falls and stuff like nothing major but like there'll be times where like you know it'll fucking hurt you know yeah but i mean that's just my take on bumps all right well do you guys think this is a good stopping point for beyond the yard today i believe so i mean look it's two hours (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'd be I'd be down to do another one of these if you guys uh, come up with a, a bunch of more interesting questions as well for a sequel podcast. Oh, for so. sure, man! I love just like how it. Stone Cold says it. Hell yeah! Right? Hell yeah! <laughs> that was great, Derek. You sounded just like Stone Cold. Um, oh hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> give me a hell yeah! <laughs> there we go, dude. Fucking caution with all the fucking Devon and Stone Cold today. <laughs> dude, do the. Ron McDonald as Stone Cold. <laughs> you said who? Ron yeah, can McDonald. I, can, I, can I say my goodbyes? Oh Derek yeah. Goodbyes, and then like caution does the outro as Navon McDonald or Stone Cold, his choice. Yes. <laughs> yes. <'Cause, laughs> right. Guys, guys thank, you, thank you for having me on Beyond the Yard. It was an awesome experience. Thank you for finally having me. Um. Everyone flood my Instagram with fucking questions if you have any, because I answered most of them. If you have anything in particular that you want to know about, I'm an open book, except for ESW stuff. Um, uh, catch me at every fucking rinky dink wrestling fed that you can find me at next year. I may or may not be like on a smaller break next year because of my personal life, which I didn't get into at all. Maybe I'll get into next time. But um, thank you guys for having me. Um, thank you, Derek. Thank you, Caution. Uh, thank you, ACW Network Universe, wherever this fucking goes, if it's fucking Spotify or something. Yeah. Uh, thank you for <laughs> in for all two hours of this. Yeah. Uh, I love you all. Be safe. And remember, make history and reinvent relevancy. Great. Couldn't have said it better. Definitely. So, Jack Delta, I just want to, uh, behalf of me and Sebastian, caution i just want to say thank you for being a part of beyond the yard i'm definitely sure that the fans love every moment of you being a part of this episode i just want to say i've learned so much even though i haven't met you yet i've i've learned so much from you i had a great time i believe caution had a great time and i can't wait to to have you back on the show again 
Thank you. Hopefully it's sometime soon. All right. Well, thank you for coming to the Beyond the Yard podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Can somebody give me a hell yeah? Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is just what the doctor ordered. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.